Touchstone Pictures presents Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, Ted Danson. Jack! Angela, oh, you look different. What happened? I'm dressed. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Three incredibly eligible men hoping to meet some incredibly perfect women. So many women. <laughs> so, so little time. Time. Mm -hmm. Now, at last, they're about to find that one girl who will sweep them off their feet. <laughs> That's a baby. It's a baby. Of course it's a baby. It's your baby. No. It's not my baby, it's Jack's baby. The child doesn't look anything like me. I have more hair. Well, I want to see the way you three big guys handle this one. I had to go to three different places, buy four different kinds of formula, two different kinds of diapers, bottles, towels, nipples. You do realize she did a doodle. Doodle, doodle, yes, doodle. You haven't been able to work or to sleep. And there's been oh. all over this place for days. I build 50-story skyscrapers. I assemble cities of the future. I can certainly put together a diaper. Will somebody please tell me what the hell is going on around here? Figure it out for yourself. Are they always this strange? Yes, since they got involved with another woman. Touchstone Pictures presents three normally intelligent men and one little girl. So, uh, what do you want to do? They're about to discover the only thing worse than raising her... Oh, no, no, please, not on the silk sheets! ...is losing her. We should be her family. And let me tell you, the first time you get to work, Daddy, I don't care who you are, your heart just melts. Can you drive a little faster, please? Touchstone Pictures presents a comedy about three dedicated bachelors and the one woman in the world they couldn't live without. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do, 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 do. I hate to leave you, but I really must say good night, sweetheart. Good night. Three men and a baby. I think she did a doodle. Your turn to change her. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you'll do it. For one, you guys are just gross fuck machines that, and you <laughs> right. hate this baby, baby bad, yeah. fuck good, <laughs> yes. no baby, <laughs> baby go bye bye. <laughs> yes, this movie was starring the Hulk. It, no, it, star it was starring Tom McGrain. <laughs> <laughs> There's another song about bad boys. No, it was Bad Boys by Miami Sound Machine. You make me feel so good? Yeah. <laughs> Knew you would. Bum, bum, ba, I'm thinking of bad, 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 bad boys. Uh -huh. You make me, me feel, feel so good. good. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how this movie opens up. Hey, guys. How you doing out there? <laughs> hey. Welcome to, that was the very end of the pre-podcast for Let's Ruin Our Childhood. Now it's time for <laughs> Let's Ruin Our Childhood. <laughs> I think, yeah, it is. This is Let's Ruin Our Childhood. I'm Tom McGrain. And I'm Alex Carter. Nice to meet you. Yes. Thanks for listening. We have a, we prep by bullshitting for like... <laughs> half hour too long we should <laughs> yes. just start the podcast <laughs> yes and we say interesting things that we will forget to this, say this is what happens every time i come and i sit down tolls usually has about 15 minutes le left of the movie so i set the equipment up and we talk blah 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 then we have a drink and then we just start talking about our day 
And then we just kind of hang out. And then all of a sudden we just start talking about the movie for another 20 minutes. And then we're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, stop it. Yeah. We have to actually. Yeah. And we say, why minutes. save it for the podcast? But we, we just keep talking. I'll hit record as soon as I sit down. Maybe. And then everyone will hate us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we did Three Men and a Baby, which is a movie I genuinely haven't seen in at least 25 years. Me too. This is one that I saw in the theater, I remember, and then on TV a few times. Yeah, 25 years might be excessive. I bet I've seen this. I don't know why I would have, though. Yeah, it's not, so, they don't replay it on cable anymore. No. I haven't seen it on anything. No. So that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. The first time I've watched it all the way through since originally seeing it. <laughs> this came out in 87. I was 11. You I don't... Did you... Well, you didn't see it in a theater. You wouldn't remember. I would have been six. Do you think when you were six years old... They took went... me to three men and a baby? <laughs> no, like I don't baby. think so. <laughs> yes. Aww. No. No, I don't think I did. But why, then I'm wondering, I'm like, why would I have ever, why would anyone expose me to this weird ass movie? Here's the, here's the answer. Uh, its budget was $11 million. And it was the number one movie of 1987. A of a billion dollars. Jesus Christ. This was a monster movie. Yeah. Somehow, Good for uh, Ted so, Danson and Tom Selleck. Yeah. For it's now. their only monster movie. That's true. Tom Selleck was supposed to be Indiana Jones. Yep. He turned it down to be Magnum P.I., which actually wasn't a bad decision because Magnum P.I. was a massive TV show. Right. And Toll and I were talking before we started about how back in the 80s, you were a TV star or a movie star. There yes. There was almost no crossover. There really wasn't. The lesser actors were seen to be the TV people and then the yeah. big time. And that is not the case anymore no. at all. Uh-uh. And even, even, I mean, like... What was the show that changed that? Uh, Well... The show that changed, that kind of changed TV, I feel like, was The Shield, where they're like, oh, TV is like hardcore now, and and although it it's not around. like Michael Chiklis, Michael Chiklis played The Thing in Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, that's not much. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm not, that's not the show that changed like the crossover. I'm but, there was one like moment when that. Like a movie star that did TV or vice versa was like, oh, now everyone's doing it. Probably it still is. happened then to some degree. I mean, this yes. movie is proof of that. Yes. But it's weird to see these guys you think of that, that you thought of at the time as very specific characters. Yeah, these guys were all like Ted Danson and uh, Tom Selleck were the two like main TV stars back oh, big in 87 time. for sure. Big time. And the Gutenberg, the Goot. The Goot, he already had like 14 Police Academy movies. By this point. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I can't wait to watch Police Academy. That was on our list for this week. It was. We made the short list, Police Academy. I didn't look. Well, I was going to. I looked for Twins. Video Warehouse didn't have it. That's. It was a bummer. Yeah, that was my first choice was Twins. I was ready for another short You know, they're the greenlit triplets. Oh, man, we got to watch Twins. Shit. I know. The Greenlit Triplets is going to be with uh, Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Eddie Murphy. Oh, that's is that true? I think so. I think I heard that. Oh, man. Okay. I'm on board. Which doesn't... How are you going to have... Triplets. At this point, Eddie Murphy is like significantly younger than them, isn't he? Maybe he isn't. I mean, yeah... 
Probably also, 15 years. he looks significantly younger. Yes. Black don't crack. Arnold Schwarzenegger had a heart had a open heart surgery. It looks like he's he did. Yeah, they cracked him open and everything. Oh shit! Yeah, and Danny DeVito, his biggest talent. Danny, my favorite thing about Danny DeVito is him talking while eating. Yeah, that's his greatest talent. He's really good at it. Mouthful of food, and he does it in. And then once I once I realized that about him, he <laughs> does it in like everything that he's in. Really? Uh, <laughs> yes. He does it in, I mean, even you go back to Batman Returns. At one point, he's eating a raw fish. Yeah. And he's like, rah, 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 rah. and we should do Batman Returns for Christmas. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of a Christmas movie. It is. People don't think about it, but it is. As much as Die Hard's a Christmas movie, so is Batman Returns. True. Same level of Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Which is to say, a lower level of Christmas. It de- a lot of people say Die Hard is their favorite Christmas movie. Well, those people are fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, it does end with a Christmas song. And there's a Christmas rap in the middle. I'm aware. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> now I have a gun. Now I have a gun. Ho, ho, now ho. I have a gun. No, that's not very good. That's also he doesn't say that. Hans Bruce Cooper. Willis says that. No, oh he, yeah, he when he's it. when he's pretending to be the Texan or whatever. He's like, now I have a gun. Ho ho ho. Alan Rickman. Let's uh, this. Let's change our podcast to trying to do Alan Rickman. Okay, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. <laughs> Harry. Harry. Are we going to be able to do impressions in this? No. What are we going to do, a fucking Ted dancing? I was actually thinking about that. Like, (laughs) If someone said they could do a a really good Tom Selleck impression, I'd be like, I would love to. He does have a kind of unique voice. Yeah, but he's like great at narrating things. But how would you go about trying to replicate that? It's like, I'm Tom Selleck. I'm Tom Selleck. Was, I thought Tom Selleck was in the room with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck. <laughs> oh, shit, man. You got it down pat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank girl. Thank girl. Hans Gruber. <laughs> Clay. We're <laughs> uh, um, should we begin? Uh, yes. Let's get into this. See, I was classic. right. I wrote down the song. I didn't take as many notes this time, but it wasn't Bad Bad Boys. It was Boys Will Be Boys. That's the same song. No, it's not. Boys Will Be Boys is a different song than Bad 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 Boys. You make me feel so good. In this song, boys will be say, boys. Boys will be boys. Bad boys. Bad boys. It's the same song. I don't think it is. Because <laughs> that's what I thought. That's don't a thought. Worry, hey, don't that's worry. the song I thought it was. I already put this song in the intro for the podcast, so the, the listeners have already heard the song. They'll know that I'm right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. The intro is my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, we watched Three Men and a Baby. I've said that three times already. It opens with <laughs> Boys Will Be Boys. 
or Bad Bad Boys, You Make Me Feel So Good. Two different songs, in my opinion, but apparently the same song. <laughs> uh, and guess who Guess who directed this This bad, bad boy? Yeah, you learned this 20 seconds into the movie that it was directed by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Spock. Spock. It's a Leonard Nimoy joint. I've actually known this for many years because of looking into the ghost that supposedly appears in the building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was just a mannequin, apparently. No, it was the the cardboard cutout of Ted Danson that you see later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, and then it's not that exciting. Um, we open with a montage of these guys being real uh, real bachelors. Just banging and slanging. Yep. Like uh, nobody's business. So we learn Steve Gutenberg is... Uh, Drawing and painting a mural all over this house, over the walls in this house. Very 80s style. Yes. By the way, this is like one of the most 80s movies. Like this is... We say that about every 80s movie we oh. watch. But in this, I mean, all the hair and the clothes and yeah. the fashion. And, and the Tom Selleck and the Ted Dancing yes, and the Steve Gutenberg. It's, <laughs> it's real vintage 80s. You know, yeah. mid-87. Yes. Great vintage right there. And that's what this is. Yes, it is. Big time. Uh, the Miami Sound Machine singing two different songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote down, they all have girlfriends because... As you're watching the opening montage, I made that assumption. And then I was like, oh, no, they don't. Ted Danson is is, being, is very Sam Malone-ish, just yeah. we see, slaying. So what what, uh, what the Goot has been painting is, this is their place. The, you're, you're seeing the three of them all living in this crazy, uh, you know, fantasy bachelor pad. And girls are coming in and out. They're kissing. They're cut. You know this. Yeah. So these are there are three ladies men on the prowl living together. But we learn later that Tom Selleck does have a girlfriend. Eh, sort of. Sort of. Uh, just basically, she's a plot device. Yeah. For what? To help help chunk things together. I suppose. Yeah. I, she was fully unnecessary in my opinion. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, Ted Danson is going through the most, but Tom Selleck has a girlfriend, but he is also saying goodbye to ladies from his bedroom. Yeah. Um, we don't know this right now, but we do find out that Tom Selleck is an architect. Yeah. Ted Danson is a fairly successful actor, Commercial mid-level. He's, he's, he's making six figs a year, probably. Yes, yes. At least equivalent to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Gutenberg has a fucking comic strip yeah. that people know. A syndicated comic strip like Snoopy or Garfield. Yeah. And Only these... it's a ripoff of Chester the Cheetah that talks like a black guy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but uh, what, these... was the, what was his name? Cool Cat. Yeah, it's super dumb. It's but... pretty dumb. <laughs> so these three weirdos are all living together, being super successful in an apartment. Which would never happen. Why would anyone ever do that? Right. Once you become rich, you don't ever have to have roommates again. Yeah, these guys all choose to have roommates. And it's in. It's this in, is the biggest problem with the movie already. It's, yes, it's in Manhattan. If they were poor, okay. They're in New York, and they have this. I mean, like it's insane. Three, it's a whole four tiered. Yeah, like uh, it's like they have an entire floor 
of a building by Central Park. Yes. It's, I mean, the real estate, I mean, so these three guys who are all extraordinarily wealthy are like, hey, let's live together and just crush puss together, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I'm like, why would you, I mean, you don't, a roommate isn't a choice unless it's like your girlfriend or your wife. Yes. No one says, you know what's missing in my life? Another dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone to be secretly annoyed by all the time. <laughs> no offense, Jimmy. <laughs> no, none. No offense. I guarantee I'm the worst roommate of all time, so it's fine. It is fine. But yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Um,. The whole opening scene is a fast motion montage yeah. of women coming and going and them being like, hey, we're bros. Yeah, bro. we're banging yeah. and we're bros. Yeah, and then there's a girl, girls getting mad at them, kissing them goodbye, and mm-hmm. then being like, oh, look, I got another one. Yeah. Hmm. Like, these guys are kind of shitty dudes. Yeah, they're just, they're uh, super players. They're, they're, yeah, uh, Steve Gutenberg, not so much. Yeah, he's he's the... He, he definitely plays the Gutenberg of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Does Steve but, has Steve Gutenberg ever played someone who wasn't the Goot? In uh did you ever watch that TV show about waiters on Showtime? Uh Party Down? Yes, he played himself in that and he was kind of an asshole and it was pretty oh, funny. Oh god, that's right. Yeah. I forgot that. That show is that. fucking hilarious. That's an amazing show. Yes. Yeah, well, Adam Scott, that dude is fucking that's fantastic. Probably on Netflix, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, I bet it is. Ah, uh, no, because it was Showtime. I don't know if they. I don't know. I don't know if they cross over that way. Something. Um. So now we're well, the opening credits, whatever. Now we're at a party, and it is. Do you know these guys' names? Pete. Peter is that Ted Danson? Peter is Tom Selleck. Jack is Ted Danson, and the Goot. Is the other one, uh, dickhead? <laughs> yes, I think I think Jack is dickhead. <laughs> in fact, literally, they call him dickhead later in the movie. Um, yeah. So now they're at Tom Selleck's party, uh, his birthday party. He's Peter. Michael. Michael. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. What? Steve Gutenberg's photo that he has on IMDb right now. Look it up. It's it's like who is that guy? It doesn't even look like him. It's very scary. Let me see it. I I mean, it looks like an old Steve Gutenberg. It's freaking me out right now. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you do a shitload of drugs before a podcast. <laughs> All righty. Uh no, we that I didn't. Neither did Alex. It's cool. The cat did though. Yes, but she's very. Just another day for a tea. She's just rolling around on my lap. Doesn't know what's going on. Uh, it's Peter's birthday. He's Tom Selleck. They are uh Steve Gutenberg. There's a they're having a huge party in that. It in is a massive house. three rich guys living together for some reason kind of party. Yeah. And it's an 80s party, which means everyone is dancing and having the fucking time of their life. Yes. And there's many women, and there's many whatever else. 
And uh, Gutenberg's got his camcorder, and he's like, Lifestyles of the Rich and uh, Famous! Eh? And my impression was better than his. You're right. And it is so annoying. I was instantly he, annoyed he, with all of these dudes. Yes, and he wouldn't stop doing it. No, that, and he's like, Rebecca, would- what do you have to say about this? Yes. Uh, and they were like, please stop. It's like a five-second joke, but he did it for like a minute and a half. Yes, and it would be like if you were at a party and somebody came up to you with their iPhone and was like, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And you'd be like, please stop. <laughs> exactly. You'd be like, don't. I don't want to but do it was this. worse than a, an iPhone in your face. It was, it was a, a giant camcorder, camcorder. That had a tape that was four inches. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what they had back then. Why he's the camera guy of their group? I don't know. He's a fucking cartoonist. It doesn't make sense. Why the fuck do these guys live together? Why does Tom Selleck have three TV screens right next to each other that are all showing the same thing? Was it? It seemed like it was more like eight. It was. Maybe it was. Maybe it was three. I don't know. But I was like, yeah. And he's watching. And he's. They cut to a scene where Tom Selleck is in a room with a bunch of dudes going. The most clutch shot in basketball history. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my Tom Selleck. Ah, the most clutch shot in basketball history. <laughs> it just sounds like Tom McGrain. Oh, okay. That's a classic Tom McGrain impression. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, the, mo- the most clutch shot in basketball history. Damn, uh, brain damage. <laughs> That's a that's a callback to previous podcasts where everyone makes me sound stupid when they do impressions of me. <laughs> uh, Danson, Ted Danson, Jack, he talks to a director at the party that is a commercial director, but Ted Danson isn't going to do commercials anymore. He's like, oh, you're going to San Francisco for a commercial? Oh. And he says... Yeah, and I'll, I I need you to get a package for me. Be discreet about it, and don't talk to anyone about it. But yeah, if you could if you could just take this package for me, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And Ted Danson is like, "Yep, will do." I mean, those don't sound like sketchy circumstances at all. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, what could this package possibly be?" Hard to say. Uh, uh, party's over. It's the morning. What happens? I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think what they show. Uh, Tom Selleck is working out on a rowing machine. Yes, a total 80s piece of exercise equipment. Yeah, and they really accentuate. They're like all about Tom Selleck's hot bod. Oh, you aren't kidding. I mean... It was it was noticeable to me as an adult watching. I'm like, man, they knew what they were doing with Tom Selleck. It's that funny dude, that, that guy's hair, big old glistening, beautiful hairy chest is featured in so many different shots in this movie. It's real. It is legs. Oh and you're yeah, like, he, like dude, he wears take it running shorts. 80s running short shorts a lot. Tank top. It is man. You see his fucking guns. Yeah, what guns? Times have changed. Oh yeah. I mean, he's in good shape, clearly, hey, but it's don't like be hating on fucking Tom Selleck in this movie. He was killing it. What do you mean? He's gorgeous, and you're trying to take <laughs> him down. I'm better looking than Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a hot that's, take. Uh, right I'm going to start a new podcast, and that's going to be the name of it. <laughs> I'm hotter. 
<laughs> I better look at Tom song. Selleck now. Uh, that will be the caveat. <laughs> now. Yeah, I'm younger than Tom Selleck. That'll actually be the name of the podcast. I'm younger than Tom, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck is very handsome. I'm not trying to take that away from him. But Hell it was just, <laughs> yes. I got a mustache. I am True. Tom Selleck. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Selleck is working out on a rowing machine, and a girl leaves um, Ted Dan- Jack's room. That's Ted Danson. Yep. A girl leaves his room. And he runs across the street for some reason. He's expecting a package. I don't remember why he runs across the street. Fully sweaty post-workout. Runs across the street. I don't remember what he does. He comes back. And what is there at the doorstep? A baby and a bassinet. Just a perfect, like, uh, stereotypical baby with a little baby bonnet on. It's pink, so it's a girl. You see pink things. And a, like a woven basket, bassinet, just covered up in a little blankie, sleeping. Yeah, sleeping, very cute. And he looks, and he thinks is somehow uh, Michael, Steve Gutenberg, is playing a prank on him. So he goes into the apartment, and he's like, Michael, Mike. I don't know what he calls him. So what Dick is head. this? <laughs> what is this? Like, what's what's outside the door? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, um, he's like, ha, okay, okay, Michael, what, what, what is this outside the door? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. He says, okay, look outside the door and tell me what you think this is. And he opens the door and looks, and it's a baby. So he comes back in and closes the door on the baby. I'm like, oh, okay, these guys are not excited no. about. Uh, there being a baby at their doorstep, and they're like, "What are we? What? Why is there a baby out here? Whatever." Uh, so they go back out, and they finally like they go like, out there, and the Gutenberg oh. kicks the baby basket, and the baby's head <laughs> hits the wall and explodes. <laughs> oh, this was my favorite movie. I forgot. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yes, the end. Two men and a baby. It just, it, Gutenberg explodes the baby. I'm laughing because I, I, I had to say that because I know people that are listening to this right now with their headphones in, their brain just automatically made that scene happen in their brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys ever seen that? the power of having a microphone. <laughs> yes, yes. You understand this. All right. So they're like, uh, pick it up. You pick it up. Uh, pick it up. You pick it up. Neither of them wants to pick up the baby because these guys are fuck machines that don't want to deal with babies. I know what it's like. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but they don't. They don't want to deal with this baby. They don't know what's going on. And they, they each grab a side of the bassinet yep. and they bring it in. They bring it into their apartment. How many... I- how many square feet would you say that apartment probably is? 10,000? Yeah. I don't know. Is it Wells Fargo Arena? Yeah. The place is fucking huge. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Where these three weirdos live together and have a fuck-a-thon. <laughs> it's they, pretty gross. They must have like a fuck-a-thon with each other when it's not with the women or you something. Get, and they're like, yeah. Well, a successful cartoonist, an architect, and an actor all live together. And they're not like... One of them has a mustache. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I bet he drives a Fiat. 
<laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it's not like um, any of them are. Eh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, good. Sweet comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's good no, uh, it's not like any of them are what? They All of them could fully function on their own. They do not need to live together. They've made a choice. Right. Is that oh, what you were going to say? I was going to say it's not like they ever said they were like old high school friends or like there was some reason that they were just bonded together. Yeah, they're more than they're, friends. Yeah, they're like super bros well into their 40s for no good I mean, the later Ted Danson talks about leaving and he's like, when I get back, we're going to just get together and play a game of pool just like the old days. Like the old days, you mean like when you left 10 days Sunday? ago? Yeah, yeah. Like you do every day, you fucking weirdos. Uh, the baby starts crying. These guys are freaking out. Yeah. These guys are, f- these guys suck. Yes. All three of them. Yes. And they're like yelling at this baby. They're fuck machines. They know nothing else. No. They, they don't know what with, babies. They don't know how to problem solve. They can't think critically. They're just fuck no. machines. Oh, also they've, they've brought the baby inside and there's a note. The baby has a note with it and they're expecting a package too. Did we say that? No, that's an important. That's a it very, is an important plot point at the party. This I did guy, say this, right? I no, I don't think I, I did. Don't think so. At the party, some guy comes up to. Uh, he's Ted a commercial director. Yeah, yes. he's a director. He's like, yeah, we talk about their conversation. They're like, oh, yeah. blah blah blah, and he said, "I'm going across seas." Blah blah blah. <laughs> yes, he says, "I'm expecting." Oh, we did say this. He's package expecting part? the package. Yes, we did. God damn it. We're the best podcast. Don't worry, I'll live. edit this out. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's expecting a package. He has to be discreet. Don't we did we did mention this? Uh, so there's a there's a package coming, and now these two weirdos think the baby is the package. Because why is wouldn't the package? They? Think, be discreet, and they're like, man, Jack is an asshole. Yeah. he wants to be discreet about that- this baby. They think that Jack has dumped this herb. Also, this that makes Jack, on. if they think that's the case, really, and he knows the baby is coming and he went to go film a movie in Turkey. And without telling them anything. Fuck you, Jack. Yeah, no kidding. No, no. And like, I already I'd be, said. I'd be furious. I would be beyond furious. And I also <laughs> said before the podcast started, I would be like, oh, cool. Somebody dropped a baby off at my doorstep. Uh, it's my roommate's baby. He's out of town. I'm going to the police station, yeah, and I'm saying, "Yo, my roommate's out of town, and yeah. somebody dropped his baby off at my house. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> take care of this till he gets back. All right, see you later." And roll credits. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I am not doing this. I got ladies to fuck, yeah. Alex. Yeah, many. There's just a nonstop. It's like a yeah. They, they they literally have an elevator going up to their the floor the entire floor they have. <laughs> yes. It's just women are co- going on yep. coming off like it's a fucking subway yeah. train. And somehow Tom Selleck has a girlfriend also. He, but they're in an open relationship. They sure are in yeah, a weird kind of in a weird kind of that opening '80s super party. They're like, oh hey, they're like all over each other. Like oh hey baby yeah blah blah blah. And yeah. then they both go their ways and. And he also this girl walked up to Tom Selleck like, "Hey, are you guys together?" He's like, "Yeah, not really, but kind of, but whatever." And all and of he this starts t- like macking on this other girl. Yeah, and all of his friends keep asking him if they're together, and he's like, "Oh yeah, five years now." Yeah, and you're like, "What?" So you're a what scumbag you f- or whatever? No, they're like swinging weirdos, right? But then that's what you, you they actually do say. 
that that's they're basically swinging weirdos, which is a weird. Yeah, it doesn't. She's a plot uh, device. For what is what purpose does she serve? We'll get into it later. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, these guys are freaking out. You pick it up. You pick it up. Uh, what do babies eat? I don't know. Soft stuff. Like oh, oh. And these the guys don't crying. know what the fuck to do. And uh, so Tom Selleck leaves to go buy baby food, and he leaves Steve Gutenberg with. With the baby. Because the baby's crying. And Steve Gutenberg is then quite annoying with the baby for a very long period of time. I mean, look, not everyone has kids or has experience with kids. I get it. No, no. So, but I feel like, so the baby's crying in the bassinet. If a baby's crying and they're laying down, what would anyone automatically do? Pick the baby up. Oh, oh. I was going to say smother it. <laughs> <laughs> Put a pillow over his face. Yeah. Count yeah. to 20. Oh, God. Uh, scratch that. Edit that Don't, part I'll, out, too. I will totally edit this out. <laughs> yeah, you would pick it up. You would be, especially if you were by yourself. Yes. You're alone. Instead, he's he's playing with a puppet of the cool cat. Uh, he's He puts on a, a scuba mask. He's trying to entertain the baby, and the baby's... The baby is crying. It is a cute baby. It's a cute baby. And this brings up one of my jokes. Uh, It's not really a joke, but it's this. I don't like watching babies cry in movies because babies can't act. Correct. And this baby seemed like it cried nonstop for 10 minutes in this movie. Yes. To the the degree that I almost turned it off. No, that that is one of your jokes, and it's a true thing. Yes, yes. But as watching, I'm like, I'm I'm about ready to mute this or fast forward because I cannot. But do I it. feel like it's not as weird for an infant, which is what this was. No, it's 100 percent normal. But for watching it in the movie, I'm like, please make this stop. Like this is giving me right. But anxiety. I feel like it's weird. It's way weirder when it's like a two year old. And they're like, oh, we had to like, we had to keep pinching this two-year-old. Oh, I see. What you you're know saying. what I mean? Yeah. Because like a baby will cry. Yes. But then they get to like one, one and a half, two. They will still cry. I but know. then it's like, and then it's hella weird. Yes. Every time I watch a movie and, and there's like a two-year-old in a high chair crying, I'm like, yeah. someone is is uh, <laughs> they're, this baby they're behind it upset. with a cattle prod. Yes. <laughs> oh. And this baby cries so much in this movie yes. throughout. It's probably 45 minutes of crying total in yep. this movie, if I had to guess. Um, <laughs> so Steve Gutenberg is trying to entertain the baby while Tom Selleck goes, can't act. goes to a store to get baby food. And he's there at the store asking for baby food. And there's a baby ex- expert <laughs> yeah. in the aisle. And I turns love out. how it was like... The super baby aisle, like everything was stacked up. And- oh, well, he even makes a point of going. He's like, "Whoa, yeah!" Like he's very I overwhelmed. I don't know where this fucking grocery store in Manhattan is yeah. that has a wall of baby food. First of all, grocery stores in Manhattan are like third world garbage places. Yeah, that's and what this I was figured. like a giant like super high V. Yeah, and then some. Oh man, my New York friends just laughed really hard at that because grocery stores are kind of scary in New York. What isn't? Yeah. I've never been, and I never will be, Alex. Hey-oh. I'm a stain in Des Moines. No way. We'll be taking this podcast to the New York Podcast Festival probably in the next couple of years. I don't think yeah. there's even such a thing. but I imagine there probably is. 
Hey, Patrick, and we are going and Brandon, to Brandon start start that right now. Start a New York podcast festival so that you can bring our dumbass show over in the next couple of years. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yes, Patrick and Brandon do the nostalgic front, and I kept commenting on their things for their uh, fun size podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, they never mentioned my comments. That's and bullshit. It is fucking bullshit. And they go through like a hundred comments, and I'm like, uh, "Yo, dogs." <laughs> it's me. It's Toll. Yes. Come on. Like I commented, so now I'm, I haven't commented for a while. And <laughs> oh, they did. Shit. They did. They didn't mention my. Do we have beef with the Nostalgic Front podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. We do. <laughs> they never say our podcast, right? Right? Isn't that a joke? I don't fucking don't know. know. They're sober on their podcasts. Guess what? We don't have that policy over here. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> it's not in our handbook. <laughs> HR uh, threw that section out, yeah. so we're good to go. All right. So the goot is trying to kill this baby out, and a lady shows up. Uh, Remember, yes. plot point, Ted Danson was expecting a package. Yes. A lady shows up. It's Miss Mrs. Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And he opens the door, and this older lady... Opens the door and she's like, "Oh my god, a baby! Great." Also, I love babies. Can I hold this? And baby? As blah, the, the goot is freaking out, and he's like, "Oh!" And she's like, "I have a package for you," but he's fucking like, he's, he's "This like, baby he's won't fu- stop he's, crying." He's fumbling around with the baby, and he's been yelling at it for like ten yeah. minutes straight, which is not a great way to, to uh, take care of a crying baby. Not not a great way to relax a baby. Nope. Uh, and she hands him a package. Why this woman is delivering the package? Also, why this tiny little package is worth $250,000, we come to find out. That was my thought, too. Uh, that that was, uh, like, it was maybe three quarters of an inch thick, and it was five inches in length, and maybe, like, four or three and a half inches wide. Like this, not even... And it was $250,000 worth of heroin. Yeah. No. Spoiler alert, that's what the package is. Because it's a little yeah, like sorry. It's a we little don't like learn that for a while. box, but like the size of like a over like a jumbo deck of playing cards. Yeah. I'm not I don't know what else is That's a pretty good analogy. People have seen jumbo playing yeah, cards. Yeah. That's almost exactly the size. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I feel like people know what gigantic playing cards look like. Um and then they took those and it, she hands it to him, and he just tosses it yeah. to the side. He's like, it's fine. Oh, this lady is there to help, too, and he's just like, not. Like, you you weirdos? Also, don't don't accept this baby. Right. Take it somewhere. Take it to a fucking nursery or a goddamn daycare. Yeah, say, look, my irresponsible friend just. These guys literally- are These guys are rich. Every, all three of them are rich, and they have roommates. They could have literally just been like, you know what? There's baby daycares. There's working moms. There's actually places that take care of babies. Yeah, these guys are so rich. <laughs> they could probably just be like, oh, I know. I know. I have friends that have kids. Let me see if they know a nanny service. That I can just hire three women to come over and like do everything. This movie Roll credits. sucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess they're looking out for their friend or the because they're I mean when it, when the baby shows up, they are mad at the baby. Yes. To a degree where I'm like, for one, you guys are just gross fuck machines that 
and you right. hate this baby, baby bad yeah. fuck good <laughs> yes. no baby <laughs> baby go bye bye <laughs> yes this movie was starring the hulk no it's star- it was starring tom mcgrain <laughs> <laughs> oh sweet uh, jesus oh man that was a good callback right there guys <laughs> oh shit uh so tom Selleck comes home jack peter he's peter he comes home uh jack peter and michael <laughs> yes. the dude is michael jack is ted danson tom Selleck yes, is peter gary yes <laughs> Old Gary. You guys remember Gary? We were talking about him earlier. Um, Selleck <laughs> uh, comes back home, and he says, I had to go. I had to buy all this stuff. I had to go to three different places. But you had to go to three different places. You were at the store with the wall of baby food. Yeah, I mean, he, it they didn't make any they sense. Literally had everything. Like that was a whole like gag, and that lady that was, was helping of him. that scene. Yeah, yeah. And he then, when he gets home, he said he had to go to three different places. I was like, no, you didn't. Don't fucking lie, Tom Selleck. Don't fucking lie. Or you did, because you're stupid. And then he said, you have to feel for teeth to see how old the baby is, because they don't know. Because they, they thought the baby might be teething, and that's why it's crying. Yeah. They just, yeah. It feels for teeth. There's no teeth. So, yeah, me, me. So, now, the uh, there's a doodle in there. That's what they call the poopy. The baby pooped his pants. Yeah. There's a doodle in there. The lady told them that before. So the lady is still there when Tom Selleck shows up. Yes. And there's a doodle in there. Or maybe she had left, but that's what Gutenberg calls it, a doodle, because that's what she called it. And they have to change the baby's dirty diapers. And this is something I would not want to do. And I would say, you know what? My police station idea, still on the table. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not fucking doing this. This is stupid ass Jack's kid. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this baby somewhere where they can take care of it. But this is not my responsibility. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Roll credits. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's such a simple, so, simple, like simp, glaring solution. Yeah. Like that's your first thought. I get to call. Who do I call? Oh, uh, these the guys police. are rich as fuck, and they hate babies. Right? <laughs> they like to. They like making babies, but not the actual baby part. Correct. You know, I was going to say something weird about baby parts, and I am glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So he bought diapers. He bought baby food. I mean, I real. It's their friend's kid. Their best, their weird relationship friends, kid. So maybe that's the explanation. But he bought diapers. They felt for teeth. They're changing her diaper. And uh, Tom Selleck bought gigantic diapers. <laughs> and they don't know how to change a diaper. And they're both grossed out. And it's a very like pro, pro, uh, protracted scene. Like this whole yeah. baby. I remember that's, this was hilarious. Seeing oh, and the theater. goot does not want to touch the little baby's uh, punani, uh, <laughs> which I would uh, not either. Did you have to say baby punani? Yes. That's like the, one of the most vulgar ones with baby. It's like saying, look, I'm not going to say it. Baby C word. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. 
You said baby poo nanny. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I, you just made me say it. <laughs> I did. You, you said it me. way more times than I did. Wow. Her little baby poo nanny. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Gutenberg does not want to touch it. And I was like, no, me either. Hey, Steve, I got an idea. Let's take this baby down to the cop shop and uh, get rid of it. We can we can deal with it when Jack gets back. It's his problem anyway. <laughs> yeah, this, should never have we have nothing this. to do with Why this. Why did he do this also, to us? Also, yeah, uh, this baby's mom is a jerk. So she, they do that, and the diaper falls off because it's gigantic. They pick <laughs> her up. <laughs> Hilarious. And then she immediately pees. Yep. The baby's name is Mary. The mom's name is Sylvia. We yes. know both of these things. She had a. The baby came with a note. Yes, we probably mentioned. We that. did. <laughs> we did indeed. Uh, so they she pees, and now they're giving her a bath. And goot, the goot is still very reticent to do anything with the. What do you call it? I don't know what to call it. I thought punani was like the nicer thing to call it. What are you going to call it? Baby V? Little baby... The little... The smooth part with no penis? There you go. That seems so much worse. (laughs) In so many ways. Man, I'm going to wake up and regret this podcast hard. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll edit this out. I won't be that hard because we're talking about a baby. (laughs) There it is. I'm going (laughs) to... Oh sweet Jesus! It sure is. You're in the van. I'm not. I haven't had that much to drink. Don't worry about it. I really haven't. Um, Me neither. So they spend they spend all day taking care of this baby. Now there's like a montage of them taking care of the baby, and it's just exhausting. They're baby, but you can see them domesticating. Yes. Within the first day, they're they're like getting skills. They're, They're feeding the baby. They're making bottles. They're holding the baby. Once again, I'd be like, man, this blows. I want to leave. <laughs> Let's uh, take this baby somewhere <laughs> that somebody else can deal with it. Because we have so much money. I literally, He literally offers Steve Gutenberg $1,000 to change the diaper. And I think he would have paid it. Right. I think He's like, it's your turn. Too. Yes, I think I, it was. I, that, I, I remember that joke when he paused. I'm like, I'll give you $1,000. Yep. Yep classic this this movie made a quarter of a billion dollars <laughs> yes okay in yep. 1987 uh, so that's why that's why we had to watch this that's why you remember yep. this movie because it was oh yeah it, it was, was huge another movie where we said and there's been lots this is, of movies this is on the said, level of look who's talking I, I think it's better than look who's talking though i will say i that. had the same thoughts Let's i see. think look who's talking is well what was worse we just what was what did we watch before over the top? It doesn't matter. Weekend at Bernie's. We're gonna continue. Oh, I I actually kind of was, I actually kind of liked Weekend at Bernie's. No, I, I liked that much more than this. Yeah. I hated this movie. The, in the eighties, there were there were a lot of baby movies. Having a baby was. She's having a baby is one of my sister's favorite movies uh-huh. with Kevin Bacon. Yep. And baby boom. Was Rebecca the mom? Rebecca from this movie, the mom, and she's having a baby. Who's no, no, Rebecca no. in this movie? I don't know. It's the president's. No, no. It's Jeff Goldblum's girlfriend from Independence Day. Oh. That has a crush on the president. Oh. 
That's who that is. Who namer? I can't, and I can name a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. I meant to look that up. That is who that is. I'm, I'm impressed with myself just for knowing who that is. <laughs> anyway, so they're exhausted. They're like a couple of new moms. These two guys, they're yeah. fucking just worn out. And Selick Peter goes to work. Yeah, and he's a big time architect. He's building skyscrapers, fifty in New York story City. skyscrapers. Yeah. I imagine gets you a pretty significant chunk of change. Also, being in TV movies and being a cartoonist in a New York newspaper yeah. that I assume is nationally syndicated, of course, probably does you okay. But you know what? You need a fucking roommate. You know what? Two more. Please. Two, two total. Yeah. You know what I don't like? Being by myself. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just maybe they're just afraid to be alone. Maybe yeah. Just... I see the constant support of other dudes. There should have been a scene at the beginning of the movie where they show each uh, they they cut to like the young <laughs> Ted Danson with his family, and then you see his family get uh, they all get like murdered, and then they cut to like they should explain why all these guys families all have, get yeah. like blown away in yes. a tornado or something. <laughs> and so yes. they're just so they're these guys have serious issues. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. they're just out there crushing puss in yeah. Manhattan. Don't worry about it. Nope. But they're going to live together. Otherwise, they'll die. They will indeed. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, the Goot is with the baby. Selleck is at work. Cut. I don't remember things that happened there. I took significantly less notes, but good. I feel like we are... We're fine. Uh, all right. Good. Uh, we are so right on time. We're back at the apartment. Selleck is home from work. Selleck, Peter, is home from work. And he, had, he has called Rebecca, his girlfriend, that... He's in an open relationship with. A very... An, a relationship so open that she brought her date yes to come see what the problem was and i can remember seeing this as a kid and not really uh, having a problem with it because we didn't know it doesn't i watch it now and i'm like what this doesn't make any fucking sense she brought her cellist date to her boyfriend's house to see what the she's problem a, she's was it's a plot device though for we'll, what we'll get to it later I'm trying to figure out what you keep saying she's a plot device, but I'm like, couldn't she just have not been in this at all? Because it's fucking weird. Why don't they just make him a single dude that's trying to date her? What what would have made sense would know. it have been that he that she was his ex girlfriend, that they were just friends. Yeah. And that would have made and a lot more sense. He was too sense. needy with her. Like he had a inappropriate relationship, but they were broken up. Yeah, but they're not he isn't needy. In fact, she's there with a date and he's That's like what I'm saying. he's like, You can bang the whole string section of the Manhattan Orchestra. She's like, Don't worry, I am, bitch. Yeah. And it was but he's like, Just help me. And she's like, I'm not you want my help? I'm not helping you. You're like, oh, you f- you reached out for help to your girlfriend that's humping other dudes. You could have just, you know, hired a nanny. The hiring the nanny option was there from jump. But somehow damn. it just doesn't come to him to be this like, guy, you know what? I can, ma- I can take my money and make this whole problem go away until Numb Nuts comes home from his commercial su- shoot that's... A TV movie shoot. TV movie in Turkey. They say it's going to be away nine days or nine weeks. They say ten weeks. Is it ten weeks? Yeah, but he's... He comes he, back early. I mean... Yeah. Spoiler, yeah. Uh, isn't that spoiler next? alert. Isn't that next? 
Like it's a scene like the, the no no he does two thirds of this movie doesn't have Ted Danson in oh, it. Oh, I know, which I found shocking. Like I'm watching the movie, I'm like, man, and he's the like, dad. We're, an, we're we're an hour into this, and and Ted Danson was in the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah. Is he ever? Yeah. 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 <coughs> <Excuse> me. <coughs> Told us I gotta, threw up all over himself. <laughs> I didn't. I gotta inhale, Alex. All right. <sighs> And exhale. So Rebecca, Tom Selleck's girlfriend, is on a date. He wants her help. She refuses and leaves. And, yeah, that's what she does. She doesn't help. She leaves. Uh, He goes back in to the baby whatever and now we see Steve Gutenberg and Tom Selleck are really domesticating it's been like one day yeah they didn't take this baby to the police station they became mothers yes and eventually three fathers all in not quite yet but I mean yes they are yeah. they're, they're falling in love with the baby yes because that <laughs> I was going to make a horrible joke and I didn't <laughs> nope, no I don't make me edit this again no I won't <laughs> so so as they're domesticating and we see that they're domesticating two guys show up for a package but yeah. they're still they have domesticated themselves but they're very excited to get rid of this baby yeah and they're calling the baby the package but recall that we said twice that they were supposed to get a package for ted danson right which they did receive but it was Tom Selleck knows nothing asunder. about, and the goot was flustered as shit Oblivious and just tossed whole... it to the side when right. Miss Hathaway came to give him the package. Correct. So these guys show up to get the package, and they think it's the baby. <laughs> that was hot. I just farted, and it was hot. It's fine. <laughs> so, So... They think the baby's the package, and they're very excited, and Tom Selleck just gives the baby to the goons. It was hot. Woo, baby. Speaking of babies, woo-hoo-hoo. Right, I'm going to go uh, finish this podcast from a remote spot in the front <laughs> yard, get my wireless microphone, get my earpiece in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and the goot, Mike, Michael, is there. Yeah. And he got the package, but he's still allowing Tom Selleck to toss this baby over to the two fucking mob goons that want the heroin that we don't know is heroin yet. Right. The package. The, and the like, jumbo card sized, if you will, package. Correct. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and the powdered milk and the dude, the dude from CSI. The detective from CSI, not he's not one of the crime scene investigators. He's like the detective guy from CSI. Is the mm-hmm. top is the main mob guy they deal with. Doesn't matter if you watch CSI, but <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh yeah, the powdered milk. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. N- yeah. That guy, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, but you gotta. And they're talking about the baby, and they're getting their lines crossed because they're like, oh yeah. What? The like, baby's the package. It turned oh, our apartment oh, okay. into shit. There's shit everywhere. Yeah. He's like, there's shit everywhere. He's like, did you guys, what? He's like, oh, the powdered milk. Okay, got it. Powdered milk. And the this mob guy is actually pretty nice. 
for the most part. He, I guess. He's kind of into the baby, even though he's about to try to put it's it in the trunk. Say, but he's about to put it in a trunk, yeah. so. He is. Um, and, but my problem here is that Steve Gutenberg, you did get a package. You even announced it, and then you tossed it to the side. And the lady literally said, I have a package. But he tossed the package to the side, right. and they still think the baby is the package. As they're giving a baby away to what are two clear mob goons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no you, can, you can take this baby. We're, slow, we're slowly falling in love with it, but not that slowly. But This movie may, would, would have made much more sense. I know it wouldn't have been – the stakes wouldn't have been as high, but – if it was called Three Men and a Puppy, it would have made a lot more sense. The and, way everyone yeah, treats this it baby. It wouldn't have been as disturbing. Yes. In a lot of ways. Everyone is very careless with this baby. Yeah. No questions asked. Like, that's what I'm saying. It should be a puppy where it's like. Oh, and later on, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and when yeah. they kick that baby right in the head and it blows up against yeah. the wall. Oh, see what it made people think again? Yeah. Power yeah. of the microphone. You're correct. Oh, there goes that baby's smooth poo nanny. Oh, Jesus Christ, I did it again. I'm ashamed of the things I say on this podcast. Fuck, why do I say such terrible things? Uh, but yeah, so the mob guys have the baby now because Tom Selleck has passed it over to them. And they're downstairs, and they're going to try. They don't know what. They have a tiny little convertible. Yeah. And they don't know what to do. Like a comically small European car. Yeah, it's like an MG. Yeah. And so the dude's like, you got to hold it in your lap. He's like, I don't, I can't hold it in my lap. Like, how about the trunk? They're like, oh, yeah, the trunk sounds good. And these two dudes are going to put the baby in the trunk, even though the one guy is being pretty nice to the baby, I guess. (laughs) Until he's trying to put it in a trunk. Yeah, he was going to. Um and Tom Selleck trips in the apartment, I think. Does he trip? And the package opens, and he sees that yes. it is full of tiny packets of heroin. Right. $250,000 worth somehow. That's what they say, yes. This it is a tiny package. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what heroin costs. I have no idea, but I feel like... I don't know either, but I also know that like <laughs> thousands of people die every day from heroin overdoses. and Yes. And opioids, which real not the, it is, and that's uh, why we're starting a new podcast, the opioid epidemic, starring Alex Carter and Tom McGrain. <laughs> yes, Started, this Paul's opioid it's, corner. It's coming out next week. Uh, yeah, but it can't. I mean, it didn't seem like enough at all. This at least should have been the size of a brick, or like that's exactly what I thought. At least a brick of whatever. Yeah, it, it was it not enough. Like a, it must have been great heroin. <sighs> I, I don't know. Uh, Dave, our, fr- our comedian friend Dave Ross runs a show called Good Heroin. That's true. Shout out to Dave Ross. He's listening to this right now. Of course he is. We love Dave. He loves us. He don't does, actually. Him. He's fucking into the Des Moines comedy scene. I appreciate him for that. Uh, so they're trying to put the baby in the trunk. Tom Selleck realizes that the package is full of drugs because he found the package and said, What is this? And Steve Gutenberg says, oh, the package, the other package. Well, babies aren't packages, you fucking idiot. Right. Just think about it for a second, please. And so now Tom Selleck is running down 
the stairs to save Mary from these two fucking goons that are there to get drugs. He's running, running, and running, running. And he gets down there as the goons are trying to put the baby into the trunk. And he's like, nope. He's like, wrong package. And he's trying to take the baby back in the bassinet. He's like, oh, no, this is, you, this baby is, it's not your baby. It's like, it's the wrong package. It's the wrong package. And as this is happening, a cop walks up to them. It's annoying that, like, so basically the, the, the gangster guys don't want to give it up. Because they think the, well, but yeah, why when, didn't they just take the milk? Why would they even want the baby? Do. Right. It is Exa- eventually yeah, so what they do. Why, why They're like, yes, of course it's not the baby. So you just be like, let go and be like, yeah, so what's the real, I mean, you wouldn't start fighting because of like, oh yeah, of course this live baby is what. Well, see that dude kind of liked the baby. Heroin? Do they think the baby is full of heroin? Yeah, it's very stupid. They must think that, right? I well, in about two minutes, the baby is full of heroin. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes, because the cop comes and they're fighting cop over the baby. Horse. Yep, horse cop. It, it, New York the cop City was a horse. horse. <laughs> It's <laughs> yes. a good show. Horse Bojack cop. Horse Cop. Ooh, yeah. Borjack? Borjack. Uh, <laughs> and the My cop horse. Goes, and so they're fighting oh, over God. the Jeez. baby. <laughs> My horse. Give it up. There you go. <laughs> Acknowledge that. My horse. Uh, and they're fighting over the baby, and the cop comes. And they don't seem, the two, the two hooligan guys don't seem concerned about the cop in any way, shape, or form. Really? Oh, they take off, though. They do, eventually. But he's like, oh, yeah, this is our baby. He's like, this is not your pack. They take the milk, and they zip away. Yeah. But the cop is like, I need to see some ID from you, Tom Selleck, Peter. Yep. And he's like, I don't have it on me. I. He's acting. He just does a terrible job in this whole situation. He's just like, oh, yeah, I don't have my... I don't have the... But he's also got the drugs on him so he's he's freaking out oh yeah he ha- he he has the uh the packet the package of packets in his pocket yes say that again package of packets in his pocket package of packets in his pocket package of packets oh no i can't i thought i would be able to you had it for package of packets in his pocket package of packets in his pocket package of packets package of packet of pocket package of packet of pockets package of packet of pockets my wife <laughs> hey, are you still listening to this? All right. Um, he has them it, in his pocket, and he kind of looks, goes to reach for his ID, and he's like, "Oh, my!" He left his ID upstairs. Yes. So, so he ups, goes upstairs. The cop goes with him to get his ID, and they get into the apartment. He's acting very weird and very guilty, and he somehow. Let Steve Gutenberg know that he has a shitload of drugs on him that should not be on him, and he passes those. He passes the baby and the drugs to Steve Gutenberg, and then Steve Gutenberg is in the other room, cutting the middle of the baby's diaper to load it with drugs. Yeah, isn't this? I mean, this is problematic in itself. Yeah, I was surprised by that move. Like that's that's what you decide to do to hide them. You decide to hide the drugs in the diaper the baby is actually wearing. Right. 
So first, so you're just assuming that these drugs are going to get peed all over and be probably possibly ruined. So try saying that. So probably possibly, possibly packaged. Possibly ruined. <laughs> probably possibly pissed on. <laughs> yes. Probably possibly pissed on heroin. Yes. Uh, why would not you just grab the handful of drugs that are somehow a quarter of a million dollars worth, or a quarter of a million? Quarter of a million. Yeah, yes. dollars worth of drugs. And then just throw it into the garbage or, or the toilet or, or anywhere. That anywhere. Ca- that, that anywhere. So, because if you're assuming they're going to get destroyed by being peed on, right? By putting them inside of a diaper. Yeah, it was just a stupid choice. It was beyond. But I guess stupid. it was just because then the the slapstick moments we see it in the next yeah. scene where he's and there's a the there's baby. a street cop in there and he wants to see Tom Selleck's ID and Tom Selleck shows his ID and he's acting all weird and he gives the baby to Steve Gutenberg but then he accepts what's happening and he leaves but as he's leaving the elevator to their whole floor apartment uh-huh. opens up and there's a detective on the elevator uh world's worst detective <laughs> of all time also yeah <laughs> And he uh, gets off the elevator, and he's like, I'm Detective Walsinki, or whatever his fucking name is. And he's yeah. he's questioning them, because he knows about their actor roommate and the director uh, hustling drugs. Right. And he knows about all the stuff, but he's just the fucking worst, and he loves babies. And he's like, was that your baby? I was like, oh, yeah. Like, no. it's a. And he hears the baby. And he's like, oh, no, the baby's asleep. Everything Tom Selleck does in this situation is completely not what you should do. It's truly just very far off from anything that anyone should ever do if they're trying to hide drugs from the cops. He might as well just be standard with just sweat flying you know, off. Yes, yes, yes. We get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, you're feeling the heat here. Yeah. So he passes the drugs and the baby to Steve Gutenberg, and this is, yeah, he, we already discussed that. And so now he's talking to the cop. have just been to explain the situation, then you get rid of the drugs and the baby. But we've learned watching this many movies that explaining the situation, this is where this is where this movie weakened at Bernie'd. Exactly. Hardcore. Right. It was like why that, that was you my just... thought. Like instead of having to do anything with this dead body, call the police. Yeah. Uh, your situation can be easily explained. Our roommate accepted a package. <laughs> he didn't know what it was. But neither we've been did here. we. But also yep. this baby is here, which is not ours. So we've been trying to sort out this baby thing. When all of a sudden we get this package, he's not here. Please take both of these away from us. Correct. Uh, Roll credits. So now the baby's <laughs> diaper is full of heroin. And the detective loves babies. And, they go into, and Tom <laughs> Selleck says that the baby is asleep. And then it makes a noise and the detective is like oh my god it's like can i go hold this baby yeah and he holds the baby and he's like oh this baby's heavy heavy with heroin in its diaper yep, a bunch of dope in his diaper this is also this movie is two separate movies it is a movie about a baby and drugs 
in a movie about three dudes having to take care of a baby. It is yep. utter nonsense. The movie is called Three Men and a Baby. But again, Ted Danson is absent from two-thirds of this movie. Yes. And then he appears in the third act, finally. But he becomes a huge part of it. Well, yes, for act. sure. Yeah. But I, when I was watching this, I'm like, man, he's still... He's still not back. Still not there. Still and not in fact, I made a note. He's still not bringing him back. I haven't looked at my notes for a minute. Hey. Man, look how smooth this podcast is going. We're like, what happens? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what? What was I saying? Ted Danson is, <laughs> has so been smooth. absent. So, so while, the, while the detective is there, of so course, smooth. Ted Danson finally calls them. He calls his... Uh, Blood brothers, or whatever you want to call them, and it's like I'm in Turkey. His you blood up- brothers, or whatever, his homosexual love partner. Yes, he's like whatever you want to call, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm in Turkey, and everything. All the stuff here is so cheap. Oh yeah, he we could just smuggle it in. And the detective is hearing this conversation. He's hearing it because it went to the the answering classic, machine. The classic '80s trope that you can't duplicate in the age of the cell phone, where. Your phone rings and your message starts, and when you pick up your phone, your landline it's phone, still going. Once the uh, the answering machine, which was a a box you had on your counter with two tapes in it, yes. or when it became all digital, did you have it as tapes? Do you remember tapes? I uh, we never had tapes. My oh. family is way behind, but we did have the all digital answering machine. Yeah, yeah, right. But we but, never but, we never did tapes. We never had an answering machine. You n- never had one. Not until it was digital. We never had one with the two tapes. And I remember everyone did. And I, I also remember thinking that answering machines were like, I was like, cool. Oh, yeah. An answering machine. I remember my grandparents had a very fancy one with two tapes. I was like, <laughs> whoa. And it also, it's funny because for one, this movie would, had cell phones existed, this movie doesn't. Right. All the problems are immediately solved. Correct. I want to talk about how crazy tape cassette answers. Tiny little tapes. Little micro tapes. Think about how crazy that is. We're so far beyond that now. Think about this. Calling in on a phone that a machine acts like it's picking up the phone, and and then it pushes record on a physical tape that starts rolling as the person talks. And the tape records it. Not only that, think about this. Kind of answering machines, right I thought of, I was like, cool. They have an answering machine. Because we never did. And then, but we also, I think actually we didn't even have digital. We had the, like, through the phone company. Where oh, where you just type in a code? No, yeah, you type in the code to listen. Right. But the, the answering machine was through the phone company. That was the step before cell phones. Yes. Where you just like go, you, yeah, you push. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, I think about this. How often do I answer my phone? Uh, absolutely never. I don't answer mine 89% of the time. Correct. Yeah. And if someone leaves a voicemail, I'm like, you left a voicemail? <laughs> Like, I don't want to listen to this weird-ass <laughs> shit. Unless it's like my girl. Transcribing. Yeah, unless I'm going through a breakup or something. I'm like, I'm not listening to this weird. Just write me a text, you fucking weirdo. What's wrong with you? Yes. It is strange how times have changed, and interpersonal relationships are really suffering right now. <laughs> 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 and that is a true story. 
But yeah, I don't. I'm All not. All right, that's been phone technology talk. <laughs> with Joel and Alex. Yes. I'm not going to listen to your weird voicemail. Why did you <laughs> leave me one? Send me a text. Unless you're a business. Also, do you understand how people operate now? Don't try to call me debt collector. Send me a text. <laughs> it will be a thousand percent more effective. You at least have a shot with a text. Yeah. I will at least look at it. Yeah. If it's a number I don't recognize or it's like, oh, unknown, unknown now? No, no, no. Good luck with that. Yeah. Oh, unknown and you left a voicemail? Cool. I look forward to deleting this. Remember when caller ID was new? Oh, that was a big deal. Remember you had a caller ID box? Oh, yeah. Crazy. So what that was, kids, was you'd have your landline phone, and it used to just be if someone would call you, you had no the phone rang, that's it, no more information until you pick it up, and have to actually talk to someone. God forbid, God, that's no all, that was your only option. And then, what in the late nineties, the the uh, caller ID came about, but you had to buy a box, so this little like digital piece of shit calculator readout, yeah, that would put would show when a call came in it would show the name of the number wow that was exciting wow. that was nuts oh man. how am i learning this person how do i know, I know who's calling what is, i haven't heard their voice yet. i haven't had and now if you don't know who's calling you're like no yeah, fucking way like, i will never answer this <laughs> yes as a kid you'd be excited because yes. maybe it would be your girlfriend but it wouldn't be it would be some you had fucking girlfriends adult. as a kid oh yeah fuck <laughs> nice. well yeah I'm doing all right as a middle-aged man, though, so it's fine. Middle-aged man. Remember that? Saturday no. Life? I'm not middle-aged. Uh, Toll, we're not going to go through this again. You are. Don't worry about it. Mm. All right. <laughs> that was what that was. That was middle-aged man talk yep. with Toll and Alex. Another <laughs> podcast within this podcast. Yeah. So the detective is there. He's holding the baby with a bunch of heroin in his diaper. And he knows what's going on. And he basically tells them that. Right. And they're like, oh, shit. And he hears the phone call. Although nothing much comes of this until later when they call him. He's not a good detective. No. And he's really obsessed with babies. Oh, he loves babies. Oh, babies. That's probably what's uh, keeping him back. Like he should have been like captain by now or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. And but, he, but yeah, like like Gary was gonna be like a captain, but he just fucking loves babies too much. Loves, he's loves, fucking. He's all about babies. He can't stop like being obsessed with babies. Oh, he loves our sweet, smooth punanis. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Alrighty, did it again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he also says, he says the director, he points, he's like, oh, your friend, Jack, the his director friend is not just the director. He's also a heroin smuggler. Correct. Okay. We got this. And he just leaves. And they're like, okay. The guy just left. And both, uh... Pete and Mike, Tom Selleck and Steve Gutenberg have something to do. And Miss Hathaway shows up. 
And they know she also loved the baby. She loved holding the baby. Oh, she couldn't. Her husband had a low sperm count, couldn't have babies oh, that's herself. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she's very excited. She gets to, uh, she gets to babysit this yep. baby, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna dump her off. We're gonna dump the baby off on Miss Hathaway." Yep. And they do, and then they go do. They go to Tom work, Selleck basically. doesn't go to work. He goes to a fucking newsstand. Oh yeah, and he buys buys a a, some magazines shit. and a giraffe, a stuffed giraffe that Colin Quinn says is a dinosaur. That was, I didn't. That I was did Colin not Quinn. Realized that was Colin yes, Quinn. It was. I think I was just like looking at young. I mean, yeah. Huh. But Colin Quinn is like, no, no, that's not. A, he's like the one with all the polka dots. He's like, that's not a, that's it's not a dinosaur. a dinosaur. He's like, that's clearly a dinosaur. And I was like, and then he hands it to him. And I'm like. Is this a, what's the point of making Colin Quinn look stupid or making saying that the giraffe is a dinosaur because that's fuck a fucking giraffe? But it was a that was a very funny scene in the eighties. Was it? Yes. Because it just was. <laughs> yes. I don't Correct. Know All right. But the eighties in me was able to see that. The eighties in me. The eighties in me. Was able to see that. <laughs> yes. That will be our next podcast. <laughs> the 80s in me. By the way, Alex has AIDS. <laughs> he gave him a cute nickname. 80s. <laughs> Sorry, Angela. Didn't mean to break it to you that way. Um, There's goons. There's goons watching him on the street. Tom Selleck as he's buying this giraffe. Yep. And he seems to be aware of this. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. This guy's been tailed. And he's very embarrassed to buy the giraffe toy. Yeah. That big deal. Colin like Quinn calls it dinosaur. Yeah, it's really, he's like a popular science. And uh, also that also that giraffe. He's also, like, it's not also, a giraffe. It's a uh, fucking dinosaur. Pack of extra small content. Yes. <laughs> Tom Selleck. Are you kidding me? Giant hog, yeah, all the way, and then, without a doubt, it's almost <laughs> it's almost Toma Grain size. Oh boy! <laughs> so <laughs> uh, he then he's he noticed he's being followed, so he goes back home. Turns out goons, the goons have ransacked their massive apartment, tossed everything. Crashed. Yeah. Uh, and Mrs. tied up Miss Hathaway yeah, or Mrs. Hathaway, up. and they don't know. He doesn't know where the baby is. But Steve Gutenberg also gets back at basically the same time. Yeah, and, uh, like, and they the just baby? leave Miss Hathaway tied up. Yeah, with tape Mary? over her mouth. Yeah, Mary, Mary. No, he takes the tape off of her mouth, but there she's still tied up. Yeah, because he had to. He asked her where Mary is, right? Because he fucking loves Mary. And where I'd be like, finally, someone took this stupid kid. <laughs> stupid baby. <laughs> uh, but they, but they, Steve Gutenberg shows up and Tom, Tom Selleck is running around yelling, Mary, does a baby, dude, a baby's not going to respond to you yelling her name all over the apartment, really. but whatever. I, I get it. The Goot shows up. They go, Mary, Mary, Mary. Mary is still there. They just tossed her in a hallway for some reason. Yeah. 
or on a fire escape or whatever it is. Like in a closet or something. Yeah. And at this point, they find her, and I'm like, yo, uh, Miss Hathaway is still tied up. And they do finally make a joke about it. And they're like, excuse me. uh, They? She. She's like. Um, excuse me, fellas. She's still tied up. I'm, I'm still, I'm still tied up over here. So they act as if none of this happened and just go back to their normal lives. Yeah, they rip. They're really. They did. They literally cut to shots of them at work. Like, yeah, no, they're real chill. And then he's reading Mary, uh, boxing from Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Right, yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah. He's like, uppercut to the... And I remember that scene. Like, I always remember that scene. And Steve Gutenberg is like, what are you reading her? And he's like, it doesn't matter what I read her as long as the tone I read it in is whatever. It's very nice. He's like, oh. He's, yeah. he's reading like this like violent boxing thing. This is, yeah. We're like two-thirds of the way through, and I, I literally said, so far, this is two men and a baby. Yes. Two weird dudes that love this totally baby. Totally bonding over this baby. <laughs> yes. like it's two. It's two dudes and a baby, and then eventually three yeah. is what it should be called. So he's sleeping with the baby after he read her boxing sports stats, and someone's coming into the apartment. Yes, it's the middle of the night. Seven they have been minutes. acting pretty normal, but now they're like, "Well, there are there are fucking mobsters after us." Yes. So I'm pretty nervous about someone coming into the apartment. And whoever comes in wakes up the baby. Turns out it's Jack. He's the back. Bi- Jack is back. Jack is back, bitch. The baby's father. And he's walking. He's trying to be real sneaky. And he trips. And the baby wakes up. Hey, hold on. If this movie came out now, it would be called Baby Daddies. <laughs> Sorry. I <didn't> say that. <laughs> I interrupt you it would you be that. called Baby Daddies. You didn't interrupt <laughs> me. I never stopped talking. <laughs> this podcast be called Interrupting Toll, and it'd be fine. They're like, shut the fuck up. I can't. Uh, so, so Tom Selleck tackles him, and now the Goot has also woken up and joins in on the tackling because we don't know who this is. Right. Although you, I, I knew. We all sure. knew, obviously. It was Ted Danson. It was, it was Jack. Sam Malone is back. Yep. And they tackle him, and they kind of explain to him what's happened. They're like, dude, you fucking dickhead. Like, <laughs> we put our lives on hold taking care of this kid, and now it's your turn. That's a direct quote close to. I wrote it down. Like, oh, well, shit. So now they're like, this baby is your responsibility now. We are done. We're taking a break. Yeah. And they think it's funny. And he's having a hard time, and the baby doodles in its pants, and they're listening to him try to change the diapers, and they're like, should we help him change the diapers? Because we, we've been with this baby for right. four days. Yeah. We're baby experts now. Right. Like, should we tell him how? No. Give him another half hour. And they're playing pool and making all these shots, and they're like, oh, okay. Being very cocky about their baby. Now. And Ted Danson goes from fuck machine to baby daddy in approximately eight minutes yes just breaks it down goes domestic but he loves the it is his kid and he loves it which is nice it's very nice uh but he is having a hard time oh why do they have that old-timey phone 
It's the only phone they use in the entire movie. Because it was that was very cool in the eighties. It was they cool. They had like a nineteen twenties era. They had like, like a Walton's phone. Yes. You pull you hold they, the speaker to your ear. You hold the speaker to your ear and you have to horn. talk into the box. Yeah. And I was like, that is so incredibly inconvenient. Yeah. Why would you have this? Because they're but they were cool fucking, dudes. Yeah, they were was, cool rich dudes. That was, that was cool yes. rich dude shit. Yes. That that was very cool to see in the eighties for and sure. And that wasn't like a for sure. And that for sure was like an original old ass phone. You right. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they didn't have like a they it might have been like uh amped I just remember up. my friends had a phone like that. My sister did. She did. And she used it a lot, actually. Oh, but it was like a re it was like a, a re upped. Yes. I can't think of the word uh, <laughs> re upped. Re upped. Yeah. Upgraded. No, it was like a remade. It wasn't an original old phone. It was like a made to be an old phone. Correct. Yeah. And they, I guarantee, had one that was like, this is actually an old ass phone. Because they're rich assholes. Rich assholes. Yeah. Uh, That's the name of Toll Nye's new country band. (laughs) And they tell, okay, so the (laughs) name, yes, yes. So the next day, they're going to... Sorry, big and rich. Asshole. Not the next... <laughs> Stupid. Save a horse, ride an asshole. <laughs> we should actually start a country music podcast. Yeah. No. No, we shouldn't. Um. So the next day, they... No, not even the next day. The next night... Uh, Peter and Michael are going to go to a play. Yeah. And they say to Jack, Ted Danson, that uh, the formula is here, this is here, this is that. They they give him the rundown of how to take care of Mary mm-hmm. because they're going to go to a play. Because they have very yes. full and, social calendar. And this is where they say... There's a quarter million dollars worth of heroin in the diaper box. Yeah, buried like in the uh, buried under dirty diapers. Yeah, which no also means that they aren't throwing away the dirty diapers. What are they doing? I, f- I feel like they're talking about like a diaper genie, but I don't think diaper genies existed. They in did not. So maybe they basically like diaper shoot. I can't remember what he said, but but basically it's like there's baby shit all over this money, so no one's gonna or all yeah, these. No drugs, one will look so. for it there. Yeah. They go, maybe this isn't where they go to the play. They just went to work. Because this is where Jack calls his mom. Mm. And his mom is so very, she's just happy he accidentally had a baby. She's in no way concerned. Yeah, like she's like, oh, a grandchild, cool. Finally, whatever. No, I'm not going to take care of him. I'll see you Uh, later. No, I'm not helping you. This is the, she said it's the most wonderful thing he asked her to help, and she said, no, I'm going to do the most wonderful thing I could possibly do for you. Absolutely nothing. Right. And he's like, what? Uh? And then she leaves, and she's like, he says, I'm a screw-up. And he's like, your father was a screw-up until he had kids. I'm like, okay, all right. Tough love. Tough love indeed. Tough love for Sam Malone. And he's just chilling, taking care of this baby, and I'm sitting here asking myself, uh, what about the fucking drug dealers? You guys are just chilling as if nothing's going down. Yeah. Like, is this how you act? 
a quarter of a million dollars like yeah this. i would be a little neurotic a quarter of a million dollars in 1987 right i would be a quarter of a million dollars now jesus i act like that's a small amount of money <laughs> yeah right. it's a small amount of movie money right but if somebody was like if i if somebody owed me 87 dollars You'd be out of your mind. Uh, I would be giving them phone calls and be like, yo, dog. <laughs> 87 I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't give me that $87. $87. And I, oh, shit. Let alone. So, $250,000. Right. right. <laughs> uh, so they go to the play. Oh, man. His mom won't help. Okay. And now... Now we go to the night when they're like, oh, the formula's here. This is here. I just said all this stuff, but it's a separate scene. Round and round we go. They're going to go to the play. Uh, Jack. No, not Jack. Pete and Michael are going to go to a play. And they tell him where the formula is. And they tell him where everything is. And are you laughing because I'm literally repeating myself? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's well, like these the are separate time. scenes. Yeah. The third time? You took that loop three times in a row, my oh, friend. Oh, Christ almighty, the three-peat. <laughs> Finally, me and Michael Jordan. <laughs> Didn't he win four championships? I don't fucking know how many he uh, won. Not in a row. Three in a row, though. I think three-peat, and that was probably it. Uh, I'm going to have a three-peat when I go to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about them smooth punanis. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so now his friends are going to a play, Alex. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're leaving Jack alone with the baby. And they go to the play, and Jack's alone with the baby, and he takes a shower with his baby. He's taking a sweet little shower. But these two are domesticated mothers now, and they're very concerned about Mary. Yeah. Because they are not related to her, but their friend but is they her are father. Instantly bonded as if they have known this baby for. They've years. been taking care of her for four days. It's right. their baby now for life. This baby is as much ours as it is yours, Jack. Yeah, is how they feel about it. So they call him. They they go to the play and they're concerned and they're like, "Oh God, what if he doesn't know how to do this or this or this?" And he's taking a shower with the baby. So they call him from, are you laughing as I repeated myself again? This is what I do on this podcast, by the way. I'm going to say they called him again. You're going to sit over there and silently laugh. Oh, I about choked to death on my drink. <laughs> oh, my God. I almost died there for the last 10 <laughs> yeah. seconds. You guys were listening to my silent oh, death. Oh, God. Woo. <laughs> yeah. But okay. he doesn't answer the phone because he's taking a fucking shower. I haven't said that yet. Have I? Maybe. Not even, I haven't had that. God fucking damn it. And and they get very concerned because they're the baby's mothers now. And they're like, we have to leave, ladies. Rebecca, that yeah. doesn't matter at all. We have to leave. Rebecca and random chick that the Gutenberg is with. Yeah. So they do. They leave. And they go home because... Ted Danson didn't answer the phone. They get there, and he's getting out of the shower, and he's like, what? And they can get from wherever they were in New York to wherever they live in a matter of a shower with the baby. Yes. Uh, so we'll say five minutes. Yeah. 
pretty close. Yeah. Sure. And am I going to say it? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, shit. I scrolled up, too. Great. <laughs> Don't repeat yourself again. No, I won't. <laughs> uh, they get home... I don't know where they, they, I missed, I started zoning out at this point because this movie blows. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, fair. They get home and somehow they have an article, the Goot has an article that says, commercial director hospitalized after mugging. This is movie number one. Right. Movie number one is a drug movie with a baby in it. Yeah, it's- Commercial director hospitalized after mugging. And it also says, if you, what does it say? You know what it said. You watched it. Basically, they did the, the goons did this to the director. Yes. And they're like, we're going to do this shit to you if you don't do what we want you to do. Right. They're threatening the three men and the baby. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Man, I did not. I need to take more notes, Alex, because I don't know what the fuck is going on. It doesn't matter anyways. It doesn't matter. We're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now they're like, oh, shit. They said they're going to take the baby. They also said when they ransacked the apartment, next time we're taking the baby. Yes. No prob, Bob. Um, so they're like, they're threatening us now. So they get in touch with them. And they're like, well, we have to. And you would think this would be the climax of the movie. It is not. Yeah. It is. There's still a half hour left. Oh, yeah. More. There's like 40 minutes left at this point. And you're like, what? We have, and still, Ted Danson, nowhere to be seen. No, no, he's there. What you talking about? He's been back for a while. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Cool. Alex is just kidding because he's nowhere to be seen. What? All right. Ted Danson. No. The commercial director got mugged. I'm repeating myself again. Okay. Cool. Uh, do it our way or we flush it down the toilet. They threaten. They get threatened by the drug dealers, the mobsters, and they're like, we have a phone number and they're, we can call them. And they're like, are you going to do it? Do it. And Pete, Tom Selleck, is on the phone with the drug dealers, and they're like, do it, say it. He's like, you're going to do it our way, or we're going to flush all your stuff down the toilet. Yeah. And these guys, there's a lot of dudes doing a lot of work for $250,000 worth of heroin. The size of a jumbo deck of cards. Yes. So they got a plan, and there's a lot of unanswered questions coming up. But they're going to double cross the drug dealers yep. or single cross, one time cross, uh, double cross. They're crossing them, yeah, they're crossing. <laughs> at least, at least. Sometimes once. I get double crossing gets confusing because yeah, you're like, it seems like because you're like, oh, you crossed, oh, but you also meant to do. No, no, they're just they're just crossing the drug dealers, <laughs> and so. They have to follow their plan, and now we see a woman walking with a big belly, 
down the street. And it's Ted Danson holding his own baby. Yeah. Um, why in the flying fuck did you bring the baby to this drug shootout thing right. that you could very well have? Dealing with criminals. Call your mom again. Say, hey, mom, you know that whole thing I told you? There's also $250,000 worth of heroin involved that I didn't mean to do. But if you could just babysit for one night, that would be cool. Or hire a nanny. Right. But or say, again, look, if he wasn't smart enough at the beginning of the movie <laughs> to maybe he didn't know what a nanny was at that point because he literally knew nothing about kids, babies. But now at this point, he's heard of nanny. So now he's like, okay. He wasn't there at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that, that's, <laughs> uh, oh, that's, uh, you call a nanny say, hey, yes. come babysit this kid tonight. Me and my boys are going to go out to, quote, party. Yep. So they have a plan in place that involves them driving a cab. Uh, where did they get that fucking cab that they're just driving? I feel like I wasn't paying attention, so I didn't quite. Well, they jumped. They were going one way in their car, and then they in the cop. The, and they run out. The cops were tailing them. Not the cops. The hoods. Was it? It was the hoodlums. Guys? Yes. It was the goons. It wasn't the cops. Okay. So the, they were going one direction, and they jumped out into this cab that they had waiting. Yeah, where it came from, I don't know. And they just ran and in it, and Ted out. Danson was driving it. There was no cab driver. That's Ted true. Danson yeah. was driving, dressed as the woman. Yes. Did they? They didn't toss the cab driver out. <laughs> it would made no sense whatsoever. Maybe we just both weren't paying attention in that moment. Well, I was not willing to go back and look at it. So. No, I wasn't paying attention to a lot of moments. <laughs> this movie is dumb. Not the worst that we've watched. Not, no, no, not the worst. But it also feels like we're coming up to the climax of this movie, and we aren't. No. This is an hour in. Below. There's still a half hour left yeah, after this whole part hour. happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're setting up the drug dealers to be arrested by the police. The drug dealers don't know that. They're like, we're going to give you your stuff and just acknowledge that we have no idea what we're doing. Right. Hey, drug dealers, we got your stuff. Say out loud, we don't know what's happening. They don't say say out loud, but they're like, Tom Selleck is like, we don't know what we're doing. We're amateurs. Right. And that guy says, he's like, oh, it sucks dealing with the amateurs. And Tom Selleck says, it sucks dealing with professionals. A good line. I was like, oh, good line, Tom Selleck. <laughs> and then for some reason, in the background, a big metal vent shakes and then falls over. Yeah. And it's full of Steve Gutenberg who for some fucking reason, at the peak of their exchange, has lost his balance and fallen over. Because he's undercover as a vent. He's undercover as a vent where he just has to stand there and film what's happening. Right. And somehow he can't keep it together to just it's stand there. At the peak, at the very, <laughs> right. at the precipice right. of this exchange, he cannot just hang. The most dramatic moment. Yep. He can't handle it. He jiggles, they're like, what's that? And he falls over. And then they're like, oh, shit, a whole thing happens. The drug dealers are chasing them, I think. 
I'm going to inhale, Alex. All right. Oh, baby, it we tastes will, delicious. We will inhale. Oh, what did you do? Did you start a new one? Huh? Yeah, just another file. Just delete the whole podcast? Yep. I hope so. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, they've double-crossed the bad guys. They've set them up. Yep. Steve Gutenberg has fallen over in the... I feel like I need to repeat myself, except when I listen to the podcast, I go, oh, yeah, people just heard what I said. Mental note. Don't I need to it. say it to myself. Uh, mental note. It's all I ever fucking do, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I was about to do it again. They're being chased by the bad guys now, and they go into separate elevators because Tom Selleck and Steve Gutenberg get into their own elevator and close it before the bad guys close in on them. Yep. The bad guys get into a separate elevator yep. and they start going down. Tom Selleck is going down. And uh, Ted Danson has to stop the elevators. But they brought the baby and she has pooped her pants in the cab that they somehow have alone they with no cab driver. Right. Yep. So Ted Danson does stop to change the baby's diapers. Mm-hmm. Why did you bring this fucking baby, you weirdos? That Very seems responsible, especially as much as you love the baby, all right. three of you. Get a babysitter, you fucking assholes. <laughs> so he, Ted Danson, goes up to like a uh, electrical box, like a fuse box, yeah, a huge one for a massive building. Where he needs to turn off the bad guy's elevator. Yeah. Because they somehow knew they would have to run from the bad guys. Right. But they wouldn't. Because... How would you be able to think ahead that this is what your strategy was going to be? Yeah. And also, had their exchange gone the way it was supposed to go, there would have been no issue. There was no need to run. Why the fuck did Steve Gutenberg lose his balance? That is so goddamn stupid. I can't believe it. And like his foot falls out, and they're like, what's that? That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in any movie ever made. That is absolutely not true. But goddamn, it was stupid. This was the number one movie in 1987. Number one. Good for Tom Selleck and Ted Danson. The Goot was already a movie star. The Goot had already had 25 different Police Academy movies that had come Gross. out at that point. Anyway, so they're running, and they're yelling. Ted Danson is at an electronic box trying to turn off elevators, and then he opens it, and he's like, eh! he's like, there's eight switches. I don't know what to do here. So he does. He find, He's like, this one? I don't know. He switches a switch, and he stops uh, Tom Selleck's and... The Goots car. Yeah. The Goots elevator. As the bad guys are still going. And they're like, screw you. When you get down there, we're going to fucking kill you. Whatever. The problem is solved in 20 seconds. Just try each switch real quick. Flip the first one. Does it stop? No. Flip it back. Switch, switch the next one. Yes. Uh, that You go through eight switches. Not a he big He can deal. also see what's happening. It right. doesn't make any saying. fucking sense. Look up, okay, yeah. that one. Nope. That one. Yep. Okay, good. Then not that one. Great. Problem solved. Yeah. Use There's your also critical thinking skills, people. Come yeah. On. There's more than that. And as those guys are going down, they're like, oh, whatever. They called the cops and they have a tape 
and they're they have a tape of them being innocent ish and the bad guys are going down and they've stopped but then ted danson finally figures it out and he shuts down the bad guy's car and turns theirs back on and you think this is a very short movie because the climax all of a sudden cop cars come rolling in you're like shit loads so many cop cars Flying in from every direction. Who, the cop, the detective, apparently believed them so hard that he was like, oh no, we need to bring 80 cops. Right. These guys have been dicking around with me all this time. Yeah, time also dicking around, fucking... he didn't even, he didn't do anything. That's what he I'm just saying. left them alone. Yeah. And then, he left them alone. <laughs> I don't know, man. They're so, it's... It doesn't make, it makes no sense at all. Because they're also guilty of a bunch of crimes. For sure. Yes. And the cop is like, oh yeah. And guess what? Ted Danson figures out the switches. So Steve and Tom Selleck go down before the bad guys do. Right. We never see the bad guys make it down, but they do. And you think this is a climax of the movie? It is not. I repeat. Don't worry. I got it. I understand. I repeat it myself. Uh, so when all the cops are there, Steve Gutenberg's like, here's all the evidence you need. Hands him a tiny little videotape. Right. And the cop is like, sweet. If I need to talk to you guys, I know I can. And you're like, but... And then it's like, anyways, can I hold your baby? Yeah. Also, you tried to you you put a two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of heroin into a baby's diaper earlier. That's problematic. It is That's problematic. Look there. But he just wants it to isn't. hold the baby. That's all he wants to do. And that's why this guy never rose through the ranks because he was so fucking obsessed with babies. Oh, he loves yeah. to hold them. They're make smooth. funny faces. <laughs> They're smooth punanis. <laughs> Gross. All right. And so he he does want to hold the baby, but Steve Gutenberg says no this time because earlier he tried to say no, right? And for no reason this time he says no, and you're like, ah, this time Steve Gutenberg held his own when it doesn't matter. He held his own to say no. The cop can't hold the baby. It's not filled with heroin this time, but <laughs> he can't hold it. And everything is hunky-dory. They win the day. They win the day. And then you pause the movie and you go, The I got, end. I got to pee. What a what a weird movie this was. <laughs> but, I, but I'm glad it's over. Yeah. And then you're like, nope. I just texted Alex Carter and said, sorry, dog. I thought it was over, but there's a half hour left. <laughs> 15 minutes of which are montage- of them being dad moms, and, mom dads, and basically out there hitting on chicks with their again. baby. Oh They're yeah, at the park with the baby. Now the baby again. This could have been called three men and a puppy. It's like these three guys had this cute puppy, which was the baby, and the women are like hordes, literal hordes of women are fawning all. They over pass them. the baby around, yes, and the hordes the of women, women follow are them around. Their numbers. The guys are loving it. Like oh, a single dad. What's more attractive than that? Um, I don't know. 
Hard to say. Apparently nothing, according to this movie. <laughs> yeah. not Well, nothing's more attractive they, than Ted Danson and Tom Selleck in 1987. Yeah, that's true. They were the, they were the, handsome, the handsome gentlemen of 1987. I wonder who won the... Uh, they're so coiffed. Sexiest man, 1987. If only there was some way I could look that up. <laughs> if only there was. But this is a very, very long montage where I was like, sweet, I get to relax. Because they're like <laughs> playing in a park and just having a baby. They just have a baby with them. and Breaking news. Sexiest man alive, 1987. Harry Hamlin. Harry Ellen Hamlin? Ball. Yeah. And from the film... Clash of Titans, which I would. Like oh to watch. yes, yes, he was Perseus. Yes. Oh shit, that's a Ray Harryhausen. Oh me, dude, stop motion animation mixed with to, live action. I haven't seen that in a long time, dude. That, should that be next? Yes, yeah, I haven't seen that in a fucking grip. It yeah. would be sweet. Yes, I loved that movie. Ray Harryhausen. <laughs> How old was Harry Hamlin? How? What year did that movie come out? Seventy. Six? No, I would guess like 83. That movie came out in the 80s? No oh, yeah. fucking way. Let me look. No way. Clash of the Titans, Harry. I'm, I'm, Harry guess, I'm guessing 83. <laughs> Harry. Who is he married to? The lady from there. From L.A. Law. <laughs> the lady from L.A. Law. The lady from there. I grew up with that show. I want to go to there. Who is that lady? <laughs> yes. Linda, Lisa, Laura, Big Lips, Magoo. They look like the same person, except one was male and one was female. So when do you think Clash of the Titans came out? I said 76. I 76? That's what I said. I said 83. It was 81. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Agree to disagree. Yes. Yeah, we'll watch that next if we remember talking about this. We will. So I will listen to this, to. and I'd be very ashamed. Be very ashamed and proud of all the listeners that listen to our podcast. <laughs> Some, do you ever look at yourself? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Do you ever look at yourself? I constantly look at myself and I go, way to go, bruh. Good podcast. Yeah, this movie isn't over because I genu- I was like, how? This movie's over, right? And Alex texted me and said, I'm on my way to podcast. And I said, oh, I just paused it, and there's 38 minutes left. Mm -hmm. They just spoiled the the cops and the bad guys, and there's a lot left. But that motherfucking montage was long as shit. Yeah, so then they ate up a very cute montage, and then... The longest... Yes. Has it been the longest montage we've seen, I would say? Was it Sound Machine music in that, or or was that the... The song that we were singing before. (laughs) Three men had a baby. No one knows how they mixed the DNA. (laughs) Uh, You think it's over? It's not. There was a very long montage. How many times can I say that? How long was the montage? Very long. It was a very long montage. And then. And then. They're back at home. The montage was over. The very long montage was over. Montage, 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 <laughs> montage, montage. <laughs> Trying to break the curse. <laughs> I am. They're hanging out back at their spacious apartment. 
Very spacious. Uh oh. Who could it be now? Who could it be knocking at my door? It can't be the bad guys. No. They took care care of that. that Business is over. Closed. Closed. On to movie number two. And now, oh, it's... It's a young Nancy Travis. Yes. Doing a bad British accent. very, very bad British accent. Like, she was in and out of it. Every fourth word was American. Well, I'm sure there's no British British actresses in New York to hire. No, there were none. Not a single one. No plain brunettes that aren't very memorable. Why why even make... Well, I guess make her British because she's going to go back home. That was part of the plot. Yes. She was also a plot device. She was. Uh, Tell me again how Rebecca was. Where you talked about that. We did? Yeah. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. She wasn't a, she meant nothing. <laughs> I guess she's coming up. They sing. They sing to the baby. And then she's like, I remember, "Oh, I, I didn't know how great of a singer you were." And he was like, "Do da do." Yeah. So like, I'm going to fuck you now while the baby can hear us because we can hear the baby. So <laughs> clearly, everyone else can hear us. Which is what I always say at my house. I was like, I can hear you pooping. You can hear me fucking. There you have it. Oh, no, no one laughed. Don't worry, I'll edit that out. Yeah, do. Please, fucking God, do. <laughs> I promise I will. You won't. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Wink, Winkleton. The fucking liar. The world's biggest liar. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I also never have sex, so it's fine. Uh, Mom is back. It's Sylvia. Mom is back. It's Sylvia. Mom is back. It's Sylvia. Mom is back. (laughs) Sylvia is back. Sylvia is back. She's the mom. She's from London. It's Nancy Travis, and she has a bad British accent. Hello, governor. I'm here to get my baby back. And she goes, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. (laughs) 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 All right. It's fine. I'm here to get my baby back, Jake. Wow, you just went through. That was like a medley of performances by you right there. Oh, thank you. Fantastic. I'm taking her to London tonight because that's, that's I don't. a better. I mean, that's a better accent than she did. Oh, for sure. Her it was the it was the lamest attempt at a British accent. I just don't know why they bothered with her. Nancy Travis was a weird choice. Is she related to Randy Travis? Because she kind of looks like him. Let's find out. I hope so. Nancy Travis. What What was the um, uh, TV show she was on? Recently, she was on a show with Tim Allen. Oh, was she? Yes. The show that, like the conservative swinging sitcom. Right. Yeah. She played his wife or ex-wife. I don't know. I never watched it because it mm-hmm. seemed awful. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Chilies, <laughs> 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 baby back ribs, barbecue sauce. <laughs> they do not appear to be related. Okay. I was wondering. They look similar. I thought maybe. I thought maybe she was a sister or a daughter. I didn't know. <laughs> Randy Travis is like not doing well these days well, i'm not surprised you ever see him get arrested yeah like yeah he wasn't doing well then either <laughs> but he's pretty good in black dog with patrick swayze oh, 
That was Patrick Swayze's last movie. Are you fucking... Oh, but he did do a TV show after that. What? Yeah, he did the TV show where he was like a cop on USA, and he looked terrible. What was that? If only there was some way I could find out. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I bet I could think of the name of it. I feel like an animal name was involved. It wasn't Black Dog. (laughs) 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 It was a cop show, and they'd arrest people, and the people they arrested would go, I'm Black Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, erase this, too. Don't worry. Never release this podcast. Don't worry. We're not even going to. This is just a goof right now. No one will ever hear this. Yeah. Man, when mom came back, how distraught were all those dudes, though? They were very, very, very sad. Who? I have every single one of the three men. Oh, yes. Oh, so sad. Sweet Jesus. They were, like, caressing fucking nipples from baby bottles. There was a watching videos. Ted Danson was singing to a jukebox. Ted Danson is the only one that's allowed to be that sad. Yes. Everyone else can be. Ted Danson was actually her dad. And it, they play the movie out like they all have equal rights. Yes. And that, yes, for sure. Like just It's because, fucking like, strange. Number one movie of 87. 86, number one, Top Gun. Hell Alex. yeah. And also, if you run down 86, the movies are like, wasn't that, was 86 Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? What is, it was like. The list of 86 is just beyond real. And 87 is like... Oh, no. No, that's not true at all. We already we went through the list of 86 or 87. Well, 87 had RoboCop, number 13. 16. Oh, shit. No, there's a lot of good movies. But it, this movie is... I mean... It's Dude, what are you looking up right now? Nothing, I forget. Uh, I was looking at Patrick Swayze, and I forgot. Confused. Oh, Patrick Swayze's last thing. Yeah, it was a TV show on I was, USA. I got lost. He actually he did a long list of like straight to DVD movies. Like he was in bad shape. Like there was like I, yeah. I kind of got lost in. Well, Black other. Dog is a bad movie, right? But then there were several like straight to DVD movies that came after. But that. Black Dog also has Randy Travis and Meatloaf. In oh, it. that's right. <laughs> that's right. Randy Travis was the thread that, that I like that from. Meatloaf just stuck with it. And he was like like the rock is like <laughs> Dwayne Johnson now. But yeah, Meatloaf was like, was no, like meatloaf. meatloaf was like fuck it. What is Meatloaf's I'm Meatloaf? Real name? Uh, I could have told I could have told Mark. you ninety minutes ago. Yeah. But I can't tell you right Bruce. <laughs> oh, he's in Donnie Darko. That was the first Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where he looked a little rough in Donnie Darko, but he was very handsome still. I mean, we talked about when we did the Roadhouse podcast. Pe- chicks were so into him that they were like, "No, that they were like, oh, we have to block off roads because Patrick Swayze attracts so many women that oh, are like, yeah. like, oh, we can't have Patrick Swayze canoe down a river because there's a mob of women lose their fucking minds." <laughs> yes, yes. The TV show was the Beast. Ah, the Beast. Yeah, Animal. You were right. Ha ha. Heyo. He was married. Nope. I'm thinking of Kevin Bacon. Never mind. <laughs> Kira Sedgwick was Kevin. Is Kevin Bacon's wife currently? Probably still. Who knows? 
Um, so yeah, mom is going to take, <laughs> mom is going to take Mary back to London yeah, where her family can help her take care of her. And all these dudes are just like, oh, they just put on, they just give up. They don't they even just put on sad faces. They don't say uh, no. Ted they Danson. Don't say any, they don't say they don't ask questions. <laughs> yes. Look, this is my kid. If you, too. I love this kid now. I need to work out a they schedule. They all love this kid, and one of them Who's your is lawyer? literally the father of this child. Yes, that's yes. That has been that where even though also, his roommates guess think what? they're equal partners. If you're if you're in a courtroom, you say, hey, yo, yo, judge, uh, mama, just dumped this baby off. Right. Just put her on the fucking doorstep and walked away. Right. No phone. I love her. Um, so you can maybe give me some rights. And they would. Because yes. life yes. is things are normal most of the Again, time. A couple phone calls, this movie is over in the first three <laughs> yes. and a half minutes. Yes. And yeah, but there are all these dudes are just very sad and, and letting letting what's happening happen. Yep. As I mean, if this if they didn't, this would be an even worse movie. Or better, because it would only be 15 minutes long. And I would be like, thank fucking God this movie's over. Oh, so she's left. They think she's leaving with the kid. They think she's out of town. And they're all talking. And Ted Danson is being weirdly, not, and I don't mean to be judgmental, but yeah. he's being very effeminate with a wine glass where, to the point where I was like, are you? Is he doing this on purpose? Is this a part of the montage or whatever when he puts a pillow in his in his under his shirt? Like he's he did that also. Drinking wine, no, no. Like looking he at was, himself. It's where he began drinking wine, but then when they start talking, he's like, he's like, oh, and is like flipping his hand all weird. He took on a very feminine pose, but then very but he did he. And I don't mean to be. I'm not trying to be judgmental. No, no. But it was just a change. You could see, like, okay, now this. Now he's like. Well, this. it was like he he. Took on like a Instead motherly, of being like a dad. Also, he's yeah, dad, he's like his mother, his motherly instinct. Yeah, it was very be? odd. He completely changed. How? Who, what kind? Of, what kind of movie does the main character completely change at the end? Ah, shitty ones. Never. Nah, but he's also not the main character. I don't know who is. All three of them: the three men and the baby. But yeah. And they're talking. Like, what can you do? And he also says <laughs> they're talking, and they all are kind of trying to act like they're not sad, even though they're all clearly very sad. And then Ted Danson says, well, if this is the right thing, why do I feel so sad? And you're like, uh, because that was your daughter, yo. Right. And you were just like, go ahead. I just fell in love with you, but see you and your smooth poo nanny later. <laughs> <laughs> and he was. And they were just like, yeah, well, we'll let this happen. Every single one of them. And they did. And they're like, what can we do? What, right. what if anything, can we possibly do? Well... Uh, Sylvia, Nancy Travis's flight is at night. Right. So there is one thing they can do. They can go do a totally cliched chase at an airport, except it's three dudes chasing one woman to get a baby, not the girl. Right. 
which makes it not cliched, I guess. But they do that. Yeah, the old switcheroo. (laughs) They chase it down. But uh, they get to the to the um, airport. Airport to the terminal. Now again, this is pre nine eleven, so you could just run wild through the airport. Oh, they did. They had a metal detector. (laughs) Yeah, which they quickly ran through and emptied their pockets. And this guy in his suit, like, okay, go. And they ran, got to the terminal. And the plane was pulling away, and they were all devastated. And they stood there and stared out the window with very sad looks on their mustachioed faces. Only one of them had that. They all did. <laughs> Ted Dances was so good. It was just like they all had just mustaches forever. Ted Dances? Yeah, Ted Danson. He didn't have a mustache? I know. It was Tom Selleck. Correct. <laughs> I'm saying they all had... Tom they all seemed, they were all insanely sad. Very manly and very sad. So they go back home. Only to find. <gasps> There's Sylvia. The mother of the child that they all birthed through their penises. Somehow, because they love her so much that they've spent. Uh, actually, how many days did this movie take place in? That's what I was wondering. Was it a week? Was it two weeks? Was it several weeks? I don't know. Was it a few days? It seemed like Those it was a all few could days. Be correct answers. It seemed more like a few days. And they all made the wrong decision and tried to take care of this baby instead of giving it away to someone else. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And there's Nancy Travis. He's back. He's like, hey, governor, I'm back. I felt real sad <laughs> about this. And I was like, I, I can only do Australian. It's fine. No, I'm going to go back to Close British. Anna. Oh, right. Hey, I love my baby, but. I'm Michael Caine. I'm Michael Caine. And I've decided to go back to this. Because I was like, you know, I love my family, but it seemed like you guys really liked her, but I, I don't want to raise her by myself. <laughs> and she didn't. She didn't want to raise the baby by herself with her family. She wanted to raise the baby with three dudes. Because guess what they did? They suggested next. Hey, why don't you just move in with us? Well, what? What? Could I just do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were so excited. All these fuck machines were like, yeah, a mom and a baby? <laughs> Now's the time yes, for us. While we have wild parties here where we're just chasing tail and have girls literally coming in and out like a fucking rotating door. You were one of them, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, remember when I was just like, oh, I, be- oh, I had a baby with you? I, d- I barely even know your name. But we were in a play together. It'd be, it would be funny if at the end of the movie they have another party and then it's just all of a sudden tons of women with babies just start showing up. All <laughs> and there's literally that, dozens of babies. Yes. That would be very funny. <laughs> That's how it should have ended. Hey, what did uh, Tom Selleck and Rebecca do? They banged once. Uh, yep, they're in bed. Tom Selleck. You keep saying plot device, but I'm like, she literally could not have been in the movie at all. About it. Tom Selleck had his chest out. Well, I repeat myself. It's fine. It's like, oh, look at my skinny arms. <laughs> and my stupid fucking hairy chest. And my sweet mustache. I'm Magnum P.I. Bitch. 
Uh, the end. They all live together. The end. They all live together. That's and, literally the and end. And the goot paints a new mural that includes a woman and a baby. Yep. And so now the rotating sex partners of Ted Danson get to be displayed in front of his baby mama and his child. Yep. Congrats. <laughs> Very uh, fun living for a bunch of millionaires. Yeah. This movie doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I'm talking like this because this You're becoming Batman. 95. No, but uh, somehow in the mid to late 80s, baby movies were very popular and this just fell right in with all that this is they also this was so this was the number one movie in 1987 the number one which is crazy they made a second one two men and a little lady three men what did i say two well it was two for the first one it was well it wasn't three men and a little lady <laughs> but it was two men for an hour and a half two and, or and a half an men. hour Two and a half That's men. A fucking TV and a little show. lady. Men, <laughs> yes. Men, 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 Manly men, men. 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 <laughs> I didn't have cable for a long time. I watched a lot of that show. <laughs> um, this movie was not good. My childhood wasn't ruined because I didn't care about this movie when I was a child. I yeah. did. I remember uh, like kind of liking it. Also thinking it was weird when I was a kid. It was a it's a weird movie. It, it, yes, I, I liked this as a kid, but I also remember thinking that parts of it were weird. And they, when as an adult watching, you're like, "Yes, it's very weird. This is uh, it's beyond a weird, weird. A weird bunch of choices." And also, like '80s movies lead you to believe that there was like, like you just take it until you're doing a podcast where you're trying to ruin movies. You don't think about it that much, <laughs> yeah. but. Once you are doing one, you watch movies and you're like, what is what did relationships used to mean? Because as far as I can tell, nothing. Yeah. They didn't it was just meaningless. Yes. Like, oh yeah, no, you can fuck everyone, you can nothing matters. It was all very light, but somehow It's a free for all, especially in New York. Yes. Oh, fucking Crocodile Dundee? Yeah, anything goes. We can have Bernie's? Every every movie we've done has been like... If you're in New York City, you're disposable. I'm sorry, but that's what the movies are telling us. At least it's mutual, I guess. I guess. Goes so. for men and women. Yeah, of course. No, no. Uh, non-discriminatory. Because Tom Selleck board. was straight up getting... I mean, his girlfriend brought her date to his house to meet a baby. <laughs> That's pretty progressive for 1987. Or dumb. Men, 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 manly men. Oh, Alex. All right, so my childhood is not ruined also because I. this is a movie that was very important and very big, uh, but that was 21 years ago, and it just has no longevity to it other than being like a meme. Three men and a baby. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, ha-ha. Yeah, but, if look who's talking, that, if look who's talking, and Weekend at Bernie's had a baby, boy. it would be three men and a baby. Oh, that is perfect. That is one hundred percent correct. Because they're all actually, I fucking hated Look Who's Talking, and I actually liked Weekend at Bernie's. And, I and this mean, one is actually a perfect mid because I was like, I 
this is a I trilogy. I didn't hate this. Yeah. This is, this is a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> we just realized this is actually a trilogy. So starts with Look Who's Talking, In the Womb Baby, <laughs> yes. and then the baby movie in the middle, mm. and then the dead guy. Yes. Whoa. Secret trilogy. Hmm. <laughs> I do feel, because they're all in the sort of weirdly the same vein, or at least in, For they're sure. so 80s. They're so fucking eighties that it's they're such like, contrived movies, and then they just have like an age thing, life and death, yeah. uh, hijinks. Anyway, my opinion of this movie is watch the fly and then listen to the fly podcast. You know, <laughs> I one hundred percent concur. And I keep checking. Our, I keep checking our stats, yeah. waiting for the fly to to bump back up onto the radar, and it hasn't. Uh, a lot of our older podcasts, like people are coming back and like listening to like Gremlins and stuff like that. Those pop up. We'll have like a whole a whole bunch of those in the month. But I'm the fly still, even though we keep giving it our strongest recommendation at the end of every podcast. Like this was fun and we just did good. But hey, go listen to the fly. <laughs> yes, you guys. Oh, either you already dude. listen to it or you just aren't listening to us. Yeah, I think you're listening to us. Um, what are we gonna do next? Mannequin, that was in 1987. It was. What yep. number was it? Like in the 20s, I want to say. We should probably do that next. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. We already pro- what we pro- oh, we promised we're going to do Clash of the Titans. Next. Oh, I'm down. Yeah. I'm into that big yeah, time. Clash I bet Titans. I can find a Blu-ray of that, too. Oh, yes. Which will make I would it, love which to will, see that in HD. The Blu-ray of Clash Ooh. of the Titans will probably make it look worse. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to watch yes. Yeah, that, that has to be on Netflix or something. That... Ray Harryhausen shit. I can't believe that was 1981. But then you're like, yeah, Harry Hamlin. And I'm like, yep. weird. That's fucking weird. Um, I really liked that Medusa movie. Medusa was very scary to me back in then. Back oh, the there day. was so much. All the creatures. All that stop motion craziness. Kraken. Fucking A. Uh, how about Sinbad and the Seven Seas? Yep. Oh, we could do that's Ray Harryhausen that's a, as well. That's a deep. One of that, that had to been early a, 70s. A little bit earlier. Yeah. Because they look very similar. Yes. That, no, it was totally his work. I love that shit. If there was any stop motion animation in anything, I fucking... I'd go I nuts. don't know why. I'd be so happy I to loved see it. it. Like, oh, I would too. watch... I would yeah. watch Gumby. Yeah. And I, I would rent Gumby. Yeah. Because all I... If, it fascinated me. stop motion animation it, blew yeah. my mind. Yes, me too. Cause and you know, I made Because you understand technically how they're doing it. Yes. It's like, this is incredible. It's like making toys come to oh. life shot by shot. Are you going to see Isle of Dogs in theaters? I should, since I love Wes Anderson. Are, do I and love Wes Anderson? About stop motion. I love 60% of Wes Anderson. That's a that's a good point. That's a good point. But the six. The sixty percent that I love, the twenty percent I really, really, really love. Oh, there's, I mean, Steve Zissou. Yes, I love that bitch. Yeah, and Rushmore and uh, Tenenbaums. Oh, Royal Tenenbaums. God fucking damn. There's a lot of shit that I, I mean, but that movie with the kids. Ugh, I did oh, not like uh, Moonrise. Moonrise. I like Moonrise. that one. I didn't like it I did as not, well, but I, I did was... not like the uh, kids being in love grosses me out. I, me too, but I also kind of being enjoyed. I like I enjoyed being Also, like, I recall being out. in love as a kid. Yes. It wasn't reciprocated, but I was 
certainly in love as a kid many right. times over. Wish, man, I wish I could be in love as an adult. <laughs> but it's just, I'm trying, but I'm just like, oh, you know what I like more? Being by myself. <laughs> Drinking rum and Diet Coke. Uh, Let me just mark that edit down right there. Yeah, delete that too, Alex. <laughs> Done. Um, yeah. I feel like my voice is hardcore tonight. Uh, Boo. Oh, shit. Midnight hour is close at hand. It is indeed. All right. Uh, so 1987 had a lot of good movies in it. This was not one of them. My but it was the number one. Ruined. It was the number one movie. My childhood wasn't ruined because I didn't care enough. And it didn't suck. Like, look who's talking. Sucked. So hard that I was like, what? What? This movie doesn't even make sense. At least this movie made sense. Uh, don't go back and watch it because... Yeah, I would not recommend watching this. It's that, not worth it's it. It's a waste of your time. But I do wonder what happens in part two now. Well, one of these years, we're going to do all sequels. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Because we could Maybe at this we point. Do, well, we're doing Clash of the Titans next. Yes. We're going to we'll, have to we'll wait till year three. We'll do Gremlins 2 soon. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? Yeah. Hmm. There's actually a lot. I'm, in fact, no Monster Squad 2, though. Oh, thank God. That was... That was Not a real to go, dis- that was a real man. I was <laughs> that was the most disappointing by far because yeah. I thought I would like it. Me too. And I, I, I thought I was gonna be and so it happy truly to see just it. And I'm like, fucking doctor. Hey guys, go back and listen to that one. Why don't you? Monster yeah, that was a fucking good one. Don't ever listen to this one. Yeah, this. Is- <laughs> <laughs> if you listen this far, I'm sorry. Thank you. You don't have to listen to this one again. Uh, oh, Monster Squad. That was a good one. Yes. All right. Uh, that uh, that that podcast you just listened to, that has been called. That was us also taking less notes and less pictures. Yeah, this is very much more freeform. Although we stuck very much to this the quote script. Like I think we did. We didn't. We didn't forget any big chunks. I think we did a pretty good job. If someone listened to this podcast, they'd be like, besides the uh, fifteen minutes every half hour, they just went off on random shit. Which they do every time. And then they, I know they, exactly what happened and then they in this movie. They congratulate themselves for five more minutes. <laughs> yes. Way to go, Alex. Way to go, Tool. Hey, I'm Tom McGrain. And I'm Alex Carter. Uh, this has been Let's Ruin Our Childhood. Are we done? We're done. Bye. Bye. <laughs>